hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. Bitch, come and get your rent paid. Ain't got time for no drama, but today today. And my watch gotta be Presidente. You coming with me, I don't care what your friends say. Car, automatic, I don't whip it if it's average. And my bitch got status, and your bitch call static. God damn, and you niggas ain't worthy. She gon' kiss on my dick like a Hershey. Put it so deep, she like, baby, don't hurt me. Fucking rappers and athletes, she need a jersey. Always in a club, I can't love her cause she thirsty. And I'm watching everything, see them niggas lurking. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy, Uche. I got my boy, DZ, for Sheezy. Save the earth, please. Guys, like, we gotta save Pretty pleasy. We, we, we gotta Pretty recycle. Pleasy. Recycle. You hey. Know? Don't hey. throw things out the window like I used to do. Hey, don't you dare try to take uh, Lil Dicky's spot and try to, to save it. the earth, all right? You know what? That's his job. I, I was the one that motivated him to make the song, so leave me alone. All right, man. Uh, this is episode 49. 49, 49. AKA, I have zero clue. Uh, Shannon Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, wait, who the hell's that? Remember Shandon Anderson from Utah Jazz Days? Shandon Anderson. Oh, I do remember. Sh- wait, no, I, his name, first name wasn't Shandon, was it? Was it Shandon or Shannon? Uh, I think it was Shannon. Shandon Anderson. And why is someone in the NBA wearing 49? It is Shandon Anderson. It's Shandon? Yeah, Shandon Anderson. I don't you, think it was 49. Though. You, you, then why, then why did you He this? was 49. Oh, he was. I was right. He was 49. <laughs> Shandon right. Anderson. Oh, I actually got that right. Whoa, I've never heard from Shannon Anderson since 1999. Who is, who are 49? Shandon that's, Anderson. That's a good one. That's, wow. that's a very niche. I don't know who else knows that other than wow. Shannon Anderson and you. Like, how the hell did you know that? I have no clue. Hmm. All right, well, uh, Damn. Yeah, I have nothing. I got the memory of LeBron James. I have nothing, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anybody. Hey, Google. Who wore the number 49? Sorry. I'm not sure how to help right, with man. that yet. <sighs> you know what? And with that, Google can't help with nothing. You know what, though? She, she is useful in spelling things, you know? There's times where I need to spell something, and she helps me out a lot. The hell with spelling. You know what? That's true, man. F that. Why do I need Google when my Actually, the, the phone will correct me? Google, how do you spell expeditiously? Ooh. Huh. Yeah, that's what I would do too. I just ignore it. Like, act like <laughs> I didn't say anything. Hey, Google, how do you spell expeditiously? Let's find out again. Expeditiously is spelled E X P E D I T I O U S L Y. Whoa. Hey, Google. Can you expeditiously go back home? I'm totally stumped. All right. There you go. Anyhow, uh, I say we start the damn show, but uh, first, man, how you doing, man? You doing good? You know what? How, how you doing? You doing all right? Okay, you doing all right on the Saturday, the Saturday it's, morning, it's, afternoon? Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing amazing, man. Like, you know, summertime is upon us, and D.C., my opinion, is one of the most beautiful cities in the summertime. 
Yo, so you know, people come. Don't here. get no better. It don't get no better. Dude, people come here from all over the globe to come see them damn cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which is crazy to me because you, you know it's like in my backyard, and well, not literally, but you know what I mean. Like it's literally in my backyard. I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, it's I literally you got cherry blossoms in your backyard. Blossoms in my backyard. Yeah, it's not in mine, but yeah. shit, it's like right down the street. But like, we take the city for granted. Yes. We really do take the yes, DC city for granted. I was just talking to somebody randomly at um, a bar a couple couple weeks ago, and they were like, oh, man, we're here from North Carolina to see the cherry blossoms. We come here every year. I'm like, what? Wow. And like, you, guys, you guys love wasting your money, because uh, why would you come to a, a city for one week just to em- engage in seeing cherry blossoms? Like, is it really that exciting? I don't understand it, but hey. It, it's beautiful. But you know what, though? It's good, I guess, if you have a family. It's, a, it's an event, right? It's like... Let's go take pictures and, you know what I'm saying? Do what we need to do. It's, it's beautiful. Know, the man. cherry blossoms are beautiful, point blank period. And they have parades, but it depends on where they're coming from. Are they coming from North Dakota? Are they coming from South Dakota? Are they coming from Arkansas? Are they coming from somewhere that not necessarily does parades and stuff? Yep. But if you're coming just to see a cherry blossom, I There's something wrong with you? <laughs> just, get, just get 3D TV and look up Google. Or just plant one in your backyard. Is that hard to do? Mm-hmm. That's difficult. Maybe illegal. It's like, no, I don't know how, how, how hard it is. All right, man. Um, yeah, this is a this is actually a good day, man. Um, I'm looking forward to this this uh, 420 for all, for all you guys who celebrate 420. Ooh. You know, make sure you don't report it to your job, baby. You just keep it on the low. Do you know the origin yeah, of 420? Uh, what? Wait, why are we talking about 420 still? Because you can't pu- you can't publicize this. It's not something. That's not that's not great. Hey, baby girl, I'm a wish band, you know. Have you ever whispered in a girl's ear in the club? Never. Hey, girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, you look good, girl. Let me tell you something. Let's, let's, let's leave this club. You can't hear somebody. You can't. You can't whisper in the ear. Somebody in the club. The whole time, I, the whole time I looked at you from across the room, and I said, "Damn, I gotta talk to you." That's scary. But I didn't want to. But I didn't want to say it out loud. I wanted to whisper because I thought that'd be better. You would, do that you, in a, you would do that in a library, <laughs> not in no club. Yeah, that's a great point. Why would somebody do that, right? But huh? Say that again. Wait, what? I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I have no other. I have no other thing to bring up, man. It's four twenty. You guys enjoy. Uh, I say we start the show. What's Shall the, we? Wait, 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 what's the origin of four twenty? Oh, that's what you asked me before. People don't know what the origin is. People don't know the origins of anything. Yes. I'm convinced. Remember, it was St. Patrick's and Day the other day, the and, I, and I asked, yo, hey, what's the origins of St. Patrick's Day? Mm-hmm. I asked about 15 people. Different answers from each person. No one knew the no one knew an answer. Mm-hmm. So, I think people just like celebrating things, you know? I, I, people I, just like to sell. People just want a reason to celebrate. They don't need true. the real answer. There is an origin to that. I didn't say there isn't. What I'm know. saying is people don't care. Like they just want to celebrate. For yeah, yeah. They but do. no, I don't know. That's a great. That's a great question. So the origins of 420. Let me give you guys a little history lesson via Google. Can you get um, Jacob to uh, say? Here's a quick history lesson by Illinois Wise Guys. <laughs> I think he he just said it. <laughs> <laughs> In 1971, some high school students from San Rafael, California, 
calling themselves the Waldos, decided to search for abandoned cannabis crop that they learned about based on a treasure map. The Waldos designated the statue on the grounds of San Rafael High School as their meeting place and at 420 as the meeting time. Mm. The Waldos referred to this plan with the phrase 420 Lewis. Ooh. After several failed attempts to find the crop, the group eventually shortened the phrase to simply 420, which ultimately evolved into a code word that the teens used to mean consuming cannabis. So that's what 420 came from. A whole bunch of white kids skipping school to go find some treasury weed. And, and when did you find this answer, sir? Uh, when? I actually found this out maybe like a couple years ago. Two really? years ago. Yeah. All right, all a lot right. of people don't know the origin of it. People people been coming up with theories. Hmm. But it, it's literally just four high school students that came up with the smoke, phrase smoke 20, randomly. They smoked 20 blunts? It means nothing. They Four high school kids smoked 20 blunts? Of course not. That's so where's what the not 20 possible. coming? Where, where, where's the 20? They said they just they they arranged to meet at 420. Oh, so it but, but there was four? So do you know how, how many of them were? It, it was four, right? It was five. Sorry, it's five. It's got to be 520 then. No, but they arranged to meet at 420. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I heard you the first time. Damn it. All right. No, that's actually good. Uh, so it could have been 520. It could have been 545. That's good background. 730. That's some good background, but I don't think people give a fuck. It's, it's, you know, they're still going to smoke. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. Uh, now, shall we begin? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Watch the throne. So, with the first project on our Watch the Throne segment, we got your boy Anderson Pac. And he dropped his album called Ventura. Ventura. A.K.A. Ventura. Ace Ventura. Pet Detect. A.K.A. Ventura, if you're from the hood. Um, I'll start here. I think I want to start. Feel free. Uh... You know, last episode we talked about Anderson Pac because he dropped his he dropped the song called "Make You Better" or "Make Me Better," "Make It Better." I don't know, I don't yeah, know. that old people song. Make yeah, it with, better with Smokey Robinson, right? Yes. Yeah. Which ultimately we found out was a song on this project, and you know, I want to give people some background because I remember you met you actually made a joke, mm-hmm. and you were like, "He's Kendrick Lamar." What'd you say? Point nine. Point nine. Did you say you say point nine, Kendrick right? Kendrick Lamar point nine. He said he's Kendrick Lamar point nine. And uh while that's a, a very good accomplishment because we 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 obviously know Kendrick Lamar to be uh arguably an all-time great rapper at, at this stage of his career. Yes. Uh you know that says a lot about Anderson Pac and what he brings to the table. Now, with this project. If you are not familiar with Anderson Pac, I think that this is a great introduction to him as a musician because I think he really gets a chance to 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 expand and kind of display all of his gifts and abilities on one body of work. You know, you get a a blend of soul music, you get a blend of R&B, you get a blend of hip hop, rap, you get a blend of electric, you get a blend of rock and roll, like I think his his talents are on full display with this album, you know. And for those of you who don't know, he actually plays about ten instruments. And I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, 
you know, he he was uh, actually contributing to the the production on this actual project because when you look at when you listen to each song, it's very very ins uh, I'm sorry, very uh, it has a lot of live instruments and and things like that. But let me just get into the songs because it's a, it's about a ten song project. I believe it's about ten songs. Eleven. It's eleven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, he opens this project out, I think, beautifully with a feature from Andre 3000, who, you know, I mean, I still don't even know what the hell this man was talking about in his verse. I'm still trying to decipher that shit because, do you know anything about Andre 3000? He speaks in riddles. You know, he speaks in a way and he raps in a way in which is very complex. Now, while his message will be simplistic, he will confuse you. <laughs> by rhyming all these different words that you didn't even know were, were possible to even be rhymed with. Like, but, but overall, though, I think he has a very, very strong message on this song and, and on a lot of songs on this, on this project where you know he, he, he shows that he's not shy to beg his girl to come home. And, you know, I, thought, I, I, like, I like the vulnerability and, and, and just the way in which he, he makes music overall. I, th I think Anderson Pac has a has a unique gift in just um, being able to convey in a way that I think anyone can consume. And I'm talking about young people. I'm talking about middle-aged people. I'm talking about old people. I think he really makes music for everyone, which is which is a very unique skill. And I think we were just talking about this when it comes to uh, Khalid. At least for me, that was one of my major things with Khalid was he makes music for everyone. Um, young and old. I gave an example of when I was in Thailand, I believe. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but in Thailand, I was I was uh, at a bar, random bar, and this white dude who was probably in his 60s was just like, hey, uh, I need to hear that new Khalid record. And he was talking about better. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell does he know about this? And why does he like this song so much? Very reminiscent of this project because while... Uh, Anderson Park shows his ability to kind of have to make all types of music on this. He blends it in with being able to show that he can make music for all demographics: old, young, middle, uh, white, black, Puerto Rican, Haitian, Jamaican. I don't care where you are, who you are. You can appreciate his music, I believe. And with that, that opens the door up for everyone to be able to consume it. Now. My overall opinion on the album, I gave it an A+. Wow. This is an A-plus project. Let me explain why. Because he dropped his last project called Oxnard, Oxnard, which I wasn't too fond of, to be honest. I thought that he didn't really show what he was capable of producing at the highest level. And I think that with this, he, his, his full talents... Full talents were on display. Everything I mentioned before, he brought all of that to the table. I thought the, the impact of the music was strong. I thought the features were strong. He had a, a great feature with Brandy called Jet Black. I mean, like, the, the funk music is another genre that I forgot to mention, right? He blends every genre so perfectly. And when you're somebody who's able to do that, which is not many, it's very hard to even mention another name in his category of music... I got to hold you to a certain pedestal. And I think the music is strong. I think the music is something that is going to last. It's going to it's gonna slap at a show. This is the type of music where if you go see his live show, I think you have an amazing time. 
which honestly, I might go see him. If he comes to DC, I legitimately might go see this man in concert. Like I thought that this project was extremely good. A plus worthy. Now, if you wanna if you wanna, you know, get on me about the, the plus, well, that's your problem. Hey, mine. It means it's the greatest album you heard in your life. No, no, no. Comparable to Thriller, because no, there's I, nothing better than an A plus. No, I'm not I'm not gonna give Thriller and we're not gonna keep holding Thriller to, you know, the, at, at a pedestal and acting like it's the best shit ever. But I do understand it's critically acclaimed as one of the best albums ever made. But for 2019, I believe that Oxnard, I'm sorry, not Oxnard, Ventura is the best project so far this year. I believe that wholeheartedly. Hmm. Wholeheartedly. There's nothing else. That, that album is perfect. There is not one flaw in that album, but you know what? I'd like to hear what you have I to say would, about this. I'll find some flaws for you. I'd like to hear what you have to say I about this. I will find some flaws for you. And then we'll so, go back and forth. But let's, first and foremost, um, the fact of the matter is, Anderson Pac is, is a phenomenal artist. He's a great artist. Um, like you said, he, he's, he may be even too talented for his own good. He can rap really well. He can sing really well. He writes his music it's fantastic how mm -hmm. he writes. And he plays instruments. And he, he even rocks nose rings, right? Like a G. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Ventura is a simplified version of Anderson Pac. It's, it's interesting, listening to what you said, you said that he shows off what makes him great or like his abilities on the album. I actually think he waters down his abilities or he simplifies it. Um... Yesterday, or last week, actually, last Saturday, I was going to my brother's, uh, his daughter's first birthday, and it was a beautiful day in D.C. I was cruising down the highway, 95. This was a day after Ventura came out. I said, you know what? I want to actually go ahead and listen to his first album again, Oxnard. And... I'm like you, Oxnard wasn't the greatest thing since sliced bread to me, but it was special, in my opinion. In this sense, um, you know, Oxnard was creative. Oxnard was versatile. Oxnard was his mind being just let loose and showing to the people like, not only crazy thoughts, but controversial thoughts. There's a song where he, he goes at Donald Trump. There's a song that where he's just raw. There's a song where he's attacking haters. There's a song where, uh, you know, the one with Pusha T where he just opens up about life. It was a very versatile album in a sense where it was just more than music. This one, I think he just really simplified things and he just focused plainly on music. Um, first and foremost, I mean, each and every song on here is really about a woman. It's really about relationships. And in my opinion, what made Anderson Pot a great artist is that he is able to make soulful music while still instilling like the crazy and radical thoughts of the people of today. He didn't really do that on this album. He mainly just stayed true to what like traditional soulful artists talk about. Number one. 
Um, number two, a lot of the music was predictable. Um, like, before I pressed play on this album, I already knew what I was about to hear. And he just gave me what I knew I was about to hear. So, like, for instance, You Pray is Jet Black with Brandy. And I, I think that's a great song. Don't get me wrong. It's a phenomenal song. Anybody could have made that song. Let's be real. Anybody could have made that song. Anybody. Because first and foremost, he's rapping on the song. He's rapping. He's just straight rapping. And nothing he's saying in his raps are spectacular. And Brandy's hook is not spectacular. It's just a solid watered-down radio hit. And I love watered-down radio hits. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But it's a watered-down radio hit. I think where Anderson Pac is going to get people is him using his creative, outlandish, radical mind to reach listeners. He had people like Q-Tip on his last album. He had people... He, he went... For people that were radicalized, daring, and carefree. This is not that. However, I do think it's timeless music. I do think what you said, it, it ranges from people that are in their 20s to 60s can enjoy this music. I can play this music for my father, my grandparents. They'll all love it. Mm -hmm. But, like I said... What makes Anderson Pac great is his ability to step outside of the box and just not give you something that you're expecting to hear like this. I was expecting the music to be like this. So nothing really stood out to me. It was just a solid body of work. So that's why, if personally, I would give it a B. Just a solid body of work that it, it, was, it, was, it was just solid music. And B constitutes solid music to me. Okay. In order uh, for you to get an A or A plus, you had to blow me out of out of the water. I'm, he didn't really blow me out of the water. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like this. Uh, you know, you said a couple things that I disagree with, but I mean, it's all music. It's all opinion based. But at the end of the day, I I kind of disagree with you. Oh, sorry, I agree with you in the sense that Oxnard was a little bit more daring. It kind of showed his. His 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 uh, uh, eclectic side a little bit more. Yes, but that's not always a good thing, right? Just and and just because you show your eclecticness and you show your radical and you show all these different radical sides, you like you said, you went at Trump and all these different things. That doesn't make the music better automatically. So when I take that in consideration, when I when I I agree with that, it was a little bit more daring. But this music was not predictable from the standpoint of the quality of the music. I think I think the biggest thing about Anderson Park that needs to be highlighted and needs to be recognized is that his music, especially on this album, actually primarily on this album, in my opinion, is flawless. There is zero holes it sounds like a musical production. It sounds like a, a fucking symphony. Like that's why I was talking about a show. If you were to just see this, I could see this Ventura album being the soundtrack of a play, or like the soundtrack of a movie, or like the soundtrack of someone's summer, or the soundtrack of someone's uh, honeymoon. Fifty-year-olds going on a honeymoon. Twenty-year-olds going to the beach. Like this album is so multi-layered 
that it's a little bit more complex than I think you're giving it credit for when you when you just kind of minimize it and you say it's predictable. He didn't take any chances and, I don't and all those different complex. things. I don't I don't it's think very it's very complex. I don't think musically it's, speaking, musically it's speaking, very I don't complex. think it's complex. I think it's just well put together. I think it's really really well structured. I don't think it's complex. I think it's but, well you know, structured and, and it's complex. And bring, I that, agree with that, that, that but a, I think I'll take it a step further. That, that brings a problem. And 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 the, the problem is We've gotten so used to hip hop not being structured, not being the greatest of music, not having effort being put into it. So when you hear an album where effort is actually put into it, you praise it. But this is no different than what music was sounding like back then. But this is not, but I agree with that, the premise of that, where you're right, for the, the people who are popping, and, and by the way, this is not hip hop. This is not you. You you talking about hip hop right it's now? It's not hip hop. You you can't. I don't. Yeah, want, I can't. Is, I can't equate this to and just start yeah, comparing it to hip hop albums. Hip hop is pop. Hip hop is the most popular music I'm, right now, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So since it's the most popular music right now, is what you hear the most of. Mm -hmm. And because you hear hip hop the most, then a lot of the music that you compare this to is going to be hip hop because that's what you hear on a daily basis. But if you were to compare this to other R and B works, mm -hmm. it would just be in the middle of the group. Not, not at all. Okay, not at all. Not at all. Because I mean, this is this is top tier music. This is this is top this tier falls quality. Falls in line with what other R and B artists were able to do. Like this I falls said, in line with what Solange was able to yo, do. Like I, this falls in line with what Beyonce it's, was it's, able it's, to it's, do. It's Beyonce hasn't dropped this year. We'll talk about Beyonce next. But this, it, this to me, yeah. this is the best album that has dropped this year so far. Yeah, but you know the difference between Beyonce and Solange and where I would give A pluses to them? Mm -hmm. They were more creative. They were more daring with the music that they were giving you. What? So what Beyonce was, song it was is daring? Great. What are you talking about? The whole Lemonade album was a daring album. She How? Was stepping, she was talking about her marriage and she was talking and she was using unique ways to talk about her marriage. I think you... So not only is it the music is great, mm -hmm. but it's intriguing content. It's content done in a way that is is different than what we used to well, hear well, from R and B artists. Well, I, well, I think I think I agree with that, but I think there. I mean, this this conversation can go on and on, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But there's an element of visuals that go into play when we talk about Solange and we talk about Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Like it's more than just the music mm -hmm. with them. So they kind of they kind of make music with that in mind. Yeah. Um, so it can't be, it can't not be interesting. But that's but the... but but when we talk about when we talk about Ventura, when we talk about Anderson Pac, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, is it Pac or Pac? I think it's Pac actually. Anderson. Yeah, I think it's Anderson Pac. I think it's Pac, but I don't it's two A's, two A's. So I think it's Pac. But when that's we talk about two A's, it's Pac. Nah, I think it's Pac. Pac, Pac Man, P A C. Yeah, but I think he pronounces it Pac. But okay. But but anyway, when we talk about this though. Yeah, okay, sure. It's not the most daring ever effort I've ever heard in my life, but that is not a knock. I'm not knocking a project because a because he, he wasn't he but, didn't he wasn't radical but, like he was on his last. When we talk about music it's not a knock. Music. Your whole thing always But listen to what I'm saying. Your thing, most of the time when I talk to you about music, uh -huh. you're talking about quality. The quality yes. a lot of times is lacking, right? Yes. When we talk about quality, when we talk about putting together a project, we talk about all the things that go into like what we would consider at least satisfactory music that should be the standard. Like you should want to put together a well 
thought out and well put together project, but not everyone does it. This is the best of someone doing that, in and my I opinion. I, but, but here's the thing. This so, is the best of someone so doing that this that, year. If you listen to what I said was, I would give it a beat because the music was very solid. He was well-structured and was well-put together. Now, if you can put a well-put-together, well-solid effort on top See, of intriguing content, see, on top of adding levels of creativity, that's an A. I think that's an A plus. I think that's exceeding. I think where we mix. I think where the wordings. I, sorry. I think where we differ, and I just figured it out. When you say well put together, well, I said well put together, but you agree, mm -hmm. well put together. But when you say solid. I disagree with that. I think it's phenomenal. I actually think the music, I think the music is, is phenomenal. The music is really good. The music it's is like, really no, good. It's like phenomenal yeah, music. We, we, we don't throw... We we throw A's and A-pluses around. No, the hell. People, I don't. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. We throw A's and A-pluses around for people that were able to like take whatever intentions they were trying to do, whether it's hip-hop, rap, mm -hmm. like... Like Born to Die or whatever. What was that song? Uh, Biggie? Come on, Biggie. Yeah, it's not Born to Die. Uh, uh, Life After Death. Life After Death and, and Life Ready, after to, die. Ready, Ready to, to Die. Ready to Die. Thank yeah. you. Ready to Die was a great hip-hop album. Well-structured, well put together. Fell in line with what other hip-hop artists were doing. Yeah. But Biggie added a twist to it that kind of switched up, changed the way you viewed hip-hop at that time. And that's an A to A-plus to me. Sure. So... Anderson Pop did what all the other R&B artists do. No, he, and he did. Wait, wait. He did it well. He just did it better. He did it. He did it well. Way better. But he didn't. He didn't have that one element to the album that took it to that next level, which is an A. Hey, A plus. He hey. was just. It was just a really good album. Hey, a B is hard. Hey, we disagree on on. I mean, you said it's a B. I say it's an A plus because I think that when when you talk about timeless music, you use the word timeless. It's timeless. Yeah. When yeah, we start talking about timeless music, that's usually synonymous with classics. Usually, if an album's classic, it's rated highly. Well, usually, when you start using certain words like that. You got to start putting it when in a I different say, echelon here. When I say this is not just a regular sound. This is not just something you can put in the middle of the pack. When I mean when I say timeless like, is you know timeless. how much R, sorry you know how much R and B music is, is is out right now. Jacquees is a really really good artist. Really, I love Jacquees. He doesn't make timeless music. He's not making timeless music, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's not good. But, but it just means there's another level that you could actually get to. But it's not any through fault. Of, it's not through fault of Jacquees. Like sometimes you just have the ability to make timeless music, and I think Anderson Pop has that, which means to me, again, he's met that standard of quality. Now I gotta start taking it a step further when you start throwing in the timeless aspect and just the fact that like the music is just very pure and like it crosses demographics. It crosses decades. You can play this album legitimately probably 50 years from now. That's that shit saying. will still bang. So let me jump in there. It will still bang. Let me jump into that. So Timeless is... You're right. That's the main thing what Timeless means. Timeless means this album could be played five years from now and it will still feel like it's, it's dope. It still feels in time. Like it still feels like, yo, I can listen to this and not feel weird about yeah. listening to it. It's timeless. It has no expiration date on it. 
That's great. Mm -hmm. But like, let's compare it to Lemonade. Lemonade is timeless music. There is no expiration date on Lemonade. But in the present time, Lemonade was also popping. Yeah. Anderson Pot, let's we can agree, Ventura is not gonna get its credit for how good it is right now. I don't agree with that. Lemonade will got its credit from the minute it dropped. Oh, but that's good. And it's still gonna get its credit from five years ago. First off, it's Beyonce. Okay, it's Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar's first album, who it wasn't Kendrick, that was his first debut. Mm -hmm. Critically acclaimed. The moment you heard it, it had an impact in the present day and it's still. We knew that it was going to have an impact for years to come. Uh huh. When it dropped, that's a special album, is what I'm telling you. Ventura is. Oh, it's going to have an impact down the line. It's going to be great music, but it's not special. It's not special to me today. Today, it's I think not it is. Special. I think it is. Okay, but then that's what we different. That's I, what we, I, I didn't. That's what we different. I didn't see anything special about it because it's just it wasn't super duper creative. It, 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 yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't think who's so. Who's making music I, like that? Because him? I've heard music like from this who? before. From who? I'm saying I've, I've heard it from back in the day, the 70s, Who's 80s. making music like him today? I mean, who? 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 who There's Smokey no one. Robinson was making music like I said, that. I said today. I'm talking about out of people making music today, there is no one that makes music like yeah, him right that now. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It There's does, nobody actually. that makes music like Lil Pump. So what? The, 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 what he's Wait, what? Made, That's not true. Lil Pump makes music like everyone okay. else. <laughs> All right. What are you talking about? Lil Uzi Vert. People don't make music like Lil Uzi Vert. People people started copying his style. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, yo, I'm, it's it's super duper special. People are just not making music like it. So what? Hey, that's arguable. <laughs> he got some special songs. All right. Fine. He does. I'm saying, okay, his albums. There's nothing all right, all right, special about, about albums, his albums. Sure, sure. That's what I mean to say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean to say, Body of Work, his album. Nobody's making music like that. Or nobody's making music like Kid Cudi, but nobody's running to say Kid Cudi's dropping the greatest albums of all time. No, like, but, I, but that's not even what I yeah, said. Though. I know, I get I'm it. not even saying this is the best album of all but time. You, you, I simply said... the debate, oh, nobody's making music like Yeah, yeah, so. but, that's, but that's because... Well, but because but, you... Forget that. That's huh? a side point. I, I don't want to go off on that tangent again, but... That to me, that's just one of the that's just one aspect of why I believe that this album is really good. That's just one. Whether you, if you disagree with that, fine. Yeah, I think this album is dope. And 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 to be honest, if you if you don't like it today, I think you're you're gonna eventually fucking love this shit. I guarantee it'll you. grow on you. I mean, I, like I, I said, guarantee you. I'm not sitting here today saying it's, it's a bad album. That's fine. By no means am I saying it's a bad. It's and, a really good and, album. And, and, and I guarantee but it's, it's not a a plus. And not me. and not all the time do you appreciate a classic album when it drops. Not you. I'm just saying people. Not always do people appreciate it or call it a classic. Which I'm not calling a classic. I'm saying it has a classic feel. Um, but it's really fucking good. It has a timeless feel. It's, um, it's, a, it's a. I think it's and, a and, and I've been seeing, good album. And really I've been seeing the reception. Course. I've been seeing the reception to this, and there ain't no mixed reviews. They they all think it's good. They think it's no like really like B, great. They think it's B B B plus B minus, A. Like people B. are people are definitely receiving it yeah, well. It's, so it's a really good album. I think yeah, it, there's you can't you can't talk bad about it. Yeah. But all right, man. Yeah. I say we move on. Shall yeah, we? I agree. That's a good discussion, though. Excellent. Next album. Excellent. Well, this is not really a real album, but Beyonce dropped her um, her, doc, her homecoming documentary on Netflix, which I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, somehow within that documentary, 
she produced a audio album out of the performance, uh, sorry, the songs that she performed within her, uh, I believe it was 2018 Coachella um, performance. Was it 18 or 17? I can't remember. It was both. Oh, they, it was they two years? had they had uh, snippets from both. Okay, yeah, I want to say it was eighteen and seventeen, but okay. I'm not sure. But so, yeah. So, what did you think about this, man? Uh, about the album. What did you think about the, the, the whole experience? Whole, right, whole I was talking experience. about like Beyonce's homecoming documentary, her 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 uh, her performance, the fact that she was the she's actually I heard she was the first black person to like headline, headline Coachella. I don't even know I don't know how big of an accomplishment that is, but I guess it is. It really isn't. That when big. I heard it, when I heard it, I didn't think anything of it. Like, oh, it's not that big. That's and a huge deal. Just to, I just before I even give you an opinion on this album, I want to say I do not like what Coachella has become. Uh, <laughs> just, what way? just about six, seven years was actually about like little known artists. It wasn't like big artists headlining. Like the biggest artist that would headline it was like Tyler the Creator or something like that. It was or Frank Ocean. Or Frank Ocean. It first time, I, first but, time I ever heard about Coachella was through Frank Ocean. Yeah, and Frank Ocean was not big. He was still he was still he was like up, up and coming. Up and coming. And now it's become hey who's who's going to headline it? Um, I was reading an article. Ariana Grande was paid more than Beyonce. I saw that. Come on, man. Why are you hi- hijacking something that was like natural, organic, beautiful? Yeah. Um, I don't like that. But anyway. Um, Beyonce, Homecoming, uh, I thought it was pretty dope, man. Beyonce, she, we all know she's a legendary artist. And almost like somebody that's not relatable. You know what I mean? Uh, She's, for as long as we've known her, she's been in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Um... There's not really been a blemish on her record. To to a certain point, at a certain she she almost comes across as flawless, mm. perfect, right? Uh, what I saw with this Netflix special is somebody that was letting you know I'm not perfect. I grinded my way to get to where I, I am, and when I had my kids, that you know there was a little there was a little like doubt in my head that I can go and do what I, you know, capable of doing. So pretty much you got to see like the backstory of how Beyonce became Beyonce. Um, But one of my biggest takeaways about this album is we can argue in terms of music, how great Beyonce is. I don't know. I I say top 15, top 20 all time. I don't know. Um, But Top three performer. Excellent performer. She even makes music that is just great to perform. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. I was talking to somebody. I was like, yo, you know, like, I didn't realize how great Jay-Z's verse on Drunken Love was until we lost a lot. I didn't realize how great it was. When? When uh, did you not realize? I always realized I that. thought it was a that good verse. Was I, mean, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a really good verse. But I was like, yo, whoa. You know, it's a great verse. And I think in the grand scheme of the song where yeah. it's like they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. they're married, they went through their struggles, blah, 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 blah. That song just means something. Mm-hmm. And I think Beyonce gets fans by making music that just means something. And so in this live album or in the Netflix special when she was performing certain songs, I was just feeling like, yo, this song means something to her. Like, 
she performed Feeling Myself, I'm Feeling Myself. It just meant something to her. Like it, That's kind of how I felt. She's an artist that every song she brings out just embodies a piece of her. And if there's ever an artist to be able to connect with people, may not necessarily be relatable, but connect with people with her music mm -hmm. is Beyonce. And this Netflix special on the live album is just another step of her connecting with the people through music. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, real talk though, I, I'll jump on the back of what you just, which uh, some of the stuff you just said, but mm. I'll disagree a little bit because when you say, when you say her music connects with people, but she's not relatable, to me, if your music connects with people, you are relatable. Like, the, like the reason why I think the reason why women connect with her music is because she is relatable. Like when she dropped, uh, when she dropped Lemonade, the whole idea of the whole album was like to let people know that her relationship is not flawless. Like her dude cheats like everybody else's dude. Uh, you know she has family struggles. She has this. She has that. Like I think I think she let people in. She's been letting people in, but I think Lemonade was like really, I think her her most, and I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, so I'm pretty sure people are like, what, what the I'm fuck are you talking about? What I'm but saying like, is her, I think, her music. She I, she connects with people through her music. I'm saying yeah. in her personal life, she doesn't let you in to her personal but life. But she lets you in through her music. Through her music. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So she connects with people through her music is what I was trying to say. Yeah, but that's 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 connecting. That's re being relatable. Yeah, like, but we don't her, know. She's relatable through her music. Like, like for example. Through her music. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, so you're just saying all strictly through music. Through music. Okay. Yes. I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But um yeah, as opposed to like somebody like uh let's say J. Cole. Cole. Like or like J. Cole, right? <laughs> Who I connect with him like historically, I connect with Jay's I'm sorry, J. Cole through his music in a lot of respects. Mm -hmm. But then even like personality, exactly. even like exactly. some of the ideas and when you hear him speak, I connect with that guy too. And that and that's a part of like just being genuine as an artist where you can kind of make music and funnel your own ideas through that. But it, it, it And not it, a lot of artists do that. Some people just strict stick to the music and you only get their perspective through that as opposed to like a like a like somebody who's more out there with their ideas verbally outside of the music, which in 2019, that is where music is going. Like people want to know exactly. who you are as exactly. a person and make sure that matches the music. Exactly. And and that's why and, and a lot of these people, these new up and coming artists think that, oh, I got to do something stupid on Instagram. I got to show you my life for this music to be more accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just refreshing to see somebody like Beyonce where it's like, I'm just going to keep it at the music. Like, I'm going to give you who I am through my music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought the, I thought the documentary was really good. I thought the album was good. I mean, I, I watched the documentary, so it's, I mean, mm -hmm. if you've seen the documentary, you don't really need to listen to the, the live album like that. Mm -hmm. Um... But overall, like you said, man, she kind of let you in. She, she, everything you said is right. She let you in. Uh, she made herself even more relatable because real talk, that was one of the few times. And again, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, so I don't know. I could be wrong, but like when I heard the documentary and hearing her speak, like freely, we don't really get that from Beyonce a lot. We don't get her voice outside of the music. 
So not at all. That was groundbreaking in and of itself to just hear her talk. You know what I'm saying? Like we hear Jay Z talk rarely too, but like he speaks a little bit more mm-hmm. than a than a Beyonce mm-hmm. outside of the music. So I thought that was dope. Overall, this is really cool, man. Like y'all should check it out. I mean, I there's really nothing more to say about it. It's, it's absolutely worth. It's absolutely worth watching. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on. Next project, Jaden, formerly known as uh, Jaden Smith, dropped a project called. He goes by Jaden now. Yeah, is it Iris? How do you pronounce this? Ears. Aries is coming. Yeah, I don't really know how to pronounce this. And plus, like I said, he goes by Jaden. If you look up, if you look him up online, yeah, yeah. he dropped the Smith. Hmm. Yeah, he dropped it. I didn't know that. Completely dropped it. And it, it threw me off too, because actually when I saw it in under the new music, I mm-hmm. saw Jaden. Not one time did I say that was Jaden Smith. So I skimmed through. I was like, oh, who's this random person named Jaden? I don't care. But then when I started doing some more research and uh, of stuff that came out, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, the shit that I saw on Spotify, that's this guy. So anyway, very short project, three songs. You know, really not much to speak about. I think this is just your typical Jaden Smith uh, sound. I think one thing. One thing I will say is I have become accustomed to understanding what Jaden Smith, or I guess Jaden now, uh, and what his sound sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like he has, he uses a lot of electric uh, uh, guitars and a lot of electric instrumentations on his vocals, on his beats, uh, and his songs just sound very. Very, uh, you know, very spacey, very, very uh, aromatic. Like it just, mm-hmm. it just has a very, a very big sound. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my biggest things about him, though, because I think, like we talked about earlier with uh, with Anderson Pac, and we uh, we spoke a little bit about that with Beyonce. Like I think, to me personally, one of the biggest things that distinguishes an artist from somebody who's a great artist and somebody who's like a worldly artist mm-hmm. is when they make music that sounds like it can be performed at a fucking stadium. Yes. Like he definitely has that that type of sound. Now whether or not you like him rapping and whether or not you think his rapping is genuine, whether or not he writes his bars, it, all of the stuff that people question with Jaden Smith because of who his dad is and you know what I'm saying, all the people want people like to doubt, right? Mm-hmm. So before they accept Jaden Smith, they're going to they're gonna doubt him for a while until he blows them away or until they can't hate anymore. Uh, I've always been open to Jaden Smith because I think he's just creative and I like his presentation. I like his sound. This was nothing different than what I've become accustomed to. So I would say it was it was good. It, it wasn't great. My favorite song off the project was um, was probably... I like the first one. Yeah, what's the, I'm trying to get the name right now. Pass. Pass was my favorite one off the off of it as well, but I really like New Direction as well. Yeah, it was three songs. Yeah, it's not, not really much to say. So, uh, not really it, much was, to say. it was a, it was a good sample size. And my big takeaway from it, I'm I'm I am a hundred percent in agreement with what you're saying. Like he, I'm used to his sound now. It's not it no longer shocks me. Um, but my big takeaway is Jaden's coming. Like right now, Jaden reminds me of a backup quarterback. Like a Patrick Mahomes type, that you know during practice, you know he 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 he's throwing long ass footballs, for passes for a couple yards. Mm-hmm. He's beaming it 
He's just better than a lot of people. You can see in practice. You can see in scrimmages. You can see in regular season games that don't matter. Mm-hmm. And when his time is to come, he is going to be that dude. Yeah. This is just another project that he's dropping that is just like, yo, I'm preparing to take over the game. He told you so he's coming. He's, I don't know who the hell Aries is. He's coming. Whoever that is. but He's letting you he's guys coming. know. And um, I've been saying it for about the last year. I think he's going to be one of, if not the biggest hip-hop artist in the next couple of years. Right now, he's just giving you little, like, you know, sprinkles mm-hmm. of stuff, like little prequels of stuff. But he is establishing a brand, a dominance, a sound that is next level. Tell you, like, enjoy Jaden Smith now. Enjoy him now because he is going to get so good. He's going to get so much publicity. He's going to be annoying. (laughs) He's already, if you're watching the NBA playoffs, his song is already leading every game on like ESPN and ABC. Yeah, he's on the way, man. He's, he's that dude. He's, he's on the way. He's that dude. He's, no, no, wait. I, he's on let, the me, way. let me say this before you, you go. Go ahead. That's relevant. I know somebody's going to be like, yo, what the hell? What does it have to, who, who, what does it matter that they're leading with a Jaden Smith song for NBA playoffs? The last three people, everything. the last three people that they've done that for? Cole. J. Cole. Kendrick. Kendrick. And I believe The Roots. Was it The Roots? I want to say it's The Roots. But definitely Cole and Kendrick, and now Jaden. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's a big deal. It, it, and and to, for you not to understand how big of a deal it is at this point, or doubt how big of a deal it is, yeah. you just sleep. Whoever You're just not paying attention. You You're can just make, not. You can make millions off this guy. Yeah, I think... Um, he, he's he's that dude. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right, man. He's on the way. He's on the way. Get with the wave. Hop off of Gunner's wave and hop onto Jaden's wave. Which, by the way, Gunner's having a horrible year. <laughs> I don't even care about Gunner no more. Gunner's having a horrible. Yo, year. didn't he just wait? When did he drop that? When, when did he drop um, slime season? Uh, was it January? Wait, what was it called? January. Dripper drowned too. That's Dripper drowned too. That was this year. That was this year. I forgot. Thank I forgot. Like Thank two God. weeks after it came out. Thank God he's he's on his way out. But is he get on Jaden's <laughs> way and get off of Gunner's way? Is is he though? Yeah, I don't know, he's man. On his way out. I don't know. He's on his way out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I fuck with Jaden, man. Jaden is Jaden is one of my up and comers as well that he's, I'm paying he's attention that to. Young kids, you gotta pay attention to. All right, man. I had one last point about him, but I can't remember, so we're gonna move on. Next album. LSD. Okay. Love me some LSD. Labyrinth Sia Diplo dropped a album, a self-titled album called LSD. I love what do you think LSD. Of this, I love LSD. Wait, you're a druggie? I love it. You've never get your that. mind out the gutter, guys. LA, you never album. you've never done LSD. LSD is amazing. LSD is amazing. The album. So for people that don't know LSD. Yo, hey, what's the holiday for LSD? <laughs> Is there? 7.39. <laughs> uh, LSD is amazing, man. Like For people that don't know who LSD is, it's Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. Hell of a combination. Those three individually have accomplished quite a bit. You, you, I know people in the hood probably are like, well, what the hell, Labyrinth? Like, no, like he's a key player into a lot of the background work that goes on. In, in the pop, hip-hop, 
industry. And then everybody knows Sia. Everybody knows Diplo. Diplo is an amazing DJ, amazing producer. Part of, I believe, isn't he part of Major Laser? I always get confused. Uh, it's confusing. I always get confused. But he's a part. No, he, he's, he's a key player in the game. So they all combine. They all work together. They all work together. They 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 combine to make this LSD album that it blows your freaking mind, dude. Like the production is is crazy. The 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 writing is amazing. Hell, the title of the songs are outstanding. And by the way, yes, Diplo is a part of Major Lazer. He's a part of. He's Major one Lazer, of three. Right? Yeah. So and then the other guys are DJs named Jillionaire and. Walshy Fire, never heard him, dude. Yeah. We, we all know Diplo. We yeah. all know him. Yeah. Then everybody knows, like, if Major Lazer's on your song, it's a hit. Um, but Facts. I, I recommend, I don't have much to say about it, but I recommend just go listen to LSD. It's music that, you know how you can have a 2020 Benz in 2015? I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> that's Maybe not, like a 2020, not possible. let's say a 2020 Benz in 2018, right? Or 2019, you're going to have a 2020 Benz. Benz sells right. 2020 versions. Or Windows, you can have Windows 2020 and 2018 or 2019. I know what you mean. This is music that should be labeled as 2021 music, mm. but that is out right now. Mm. So it's 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 just that futuristic sounding. It's just that out of the box. It's just not normal to what you're used to hearing. I recommend you listen to it. I would agree it's with quite that. an experience. I would I would agree with that. Like it, it definitely pushes the 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 boundaries of what you're hearing. As a matter of fact, you know the next guy we're going to talk about actually seemingly is 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 in that not in the musical lens sounding the same, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that a little later. But to your point, yes, you're right. They they their music is next level. Um, I heard no new friends. I think that was like the lead single. Mm-hmm. I want to say off of this. I really liked it, um, but that was like weeks and months ago weeks when they dropped that, right? Ago. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, overall though, I don't really have much more to add to what you said. I, I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was great though, even though it is different sounding. Yeah. I didn't think it was, um, you know, something that I would probably rate as like an A. I don't think it's great either. You know, I would I would but give it like a I would give it a strong B. I think it's worth Honestly, a, it's worth a listen. Like it's definitely it's, worth a listen. It's interesting to listen to. Yeah, and it's it's and and t- the bigger point is at least for me, this is worldly music. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that like you said, when Major Lazer hops on a track, Diplo specifically, DJ Snake, you can go down the list of all these DJs that get involved, Calvin Harris, all of these motherfuckers. When they start when they start blending, you know, the 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 type of people that they work with you know the genres that they work with, that they work with we talk a lot about music that sounds worldly like we we're just talking mm-hmm. about that jaden smith something that you can play at at a, at an in an arena in a stadium yeah they make that this type of music and so while lil yachty's over here and i'm just using him as an example which, he's which is not always a used as an example. Which is not. I'm. I'm not even trying to hate because like not everyone can do what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. But like while there's other guys, if I, I shouldn't say Lil Yachty. While there's other guys who are like not making music that sounds global or that sounds like it's it. You you made it with the intentions to get out of your city. These people are actually doing this, and they're they're they got their they got their uh, finger on the pulse, man. Mm-hmm. 
They got the finger on the pulse they're of the world. They're world like music around the world. Yeah, they, they found a cheat code yeah. I think, in the music making process, which is pretty dope, man. Yeah, so check that out. But don't check out the drugs, LSD, while you're at it. Although, you know what? You might have to be on LSD to really appreciate it. If you're really, you talk, you if you're really talking you about you this is 2021 type music. Yeah, you really do have to be on LSD to appreciate <laughs> You might have to yeah, be on it, man. I agree with that. Either LSD or broccoli. Oh, bro <laughs> Wait, what kind of broccoli? The one Kodak Black used to be talking about? Not, not broccoli as in weed. Uh, I'm talking about that broccoli. That real broccoli? Yeah, the one that white people take in frat parties. Jeez. All right, man. They're ill and they're not. So advice. So, with the first song in our ill and the not so advice segment, we got Lil Dicky with his song called Earth featuring the whole music industry. Yes. Uh... I'll start, man. I thought this song was, um, you know, typical Lil Dicky song, gimmicky, good, well put together. Uh, to, to, to be honest, when when I threw it on, I didn't really know what to expect, and and I don't know why I, I didn't brace myself because of the fact that I was listening to a Lil Dicky song. Because I should have had my Lil Dicky hat on, no homo, and. Uh, I was blown away at just what I was hearing. I didn't see the visuals, because I'm sure the video would be amazing. I'm listening to the song like... Who you never saw the video yet? No, I didn't see it. Oh, my God. I was like... What are you doing? I was like, who the... F I was like, yo, is that Snoop? Is it? Is that Bieber? It, all of these different people that I was picking up on while I was listening to was 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 really good. It reminded me of when I when I heard the song with him and Chris Brown. Um, and he had, you know, those people at the end. Yeah. Kylie Jenner and... Uh, Khaled. Khaled. I thought it was... I thought DJ it was Khaled. DJ Khaled. I thought it's just it's just cool, man. It's just it's just well put together, very very gimmicky. I like the song though. I like it. I like the song too. I, you know what's I will check that video out though. Yes. I'm sure should, it's gonna take to. it to the next level. You have to. You didn't see it either? You have to. I saw it. So I wanna say this. Three, four years ago, would you have thought that you would anticipate a Lil Dicky song on the same level as you would anticipate a Jay-Z song or a Childish game being there's song. something wrong with you. Little what do you mean Dickie, on the same level? Little Dicky, anytime he says he's about to drop new music, mm -hmm. the industry stops. Little Dicky has become a revolutionary artist. I'm serious. I'm 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 being dead ass serious right say now. You weren't. I'm being dead ass serious. Like Lil Dicky premiered this on Ellen. Negro! Oh, actually you didn't see the video. Mm -mm. Leonardo DiCaprio's on the video. You know what? Let me. I'm not even gonna review the song because we all know it's great. I'm gonna tell you who was on this song just to help you out because the video actually tells. There's you. like 20 people. I'll I'll I'm gonna go down the line. Go ahead. Justin Bieber. Yep. Snoop Dogg. Yep. Ariana Grande. Yep. Lil Jon. Joel Embiid is on there. Joel Embiid. Is Joel on Kanye is on, on the song. Well, Kanye's not on. The song. Who's the person who said Kevin I'm Kanye? Hart said, yes, oh, Kanye. I know. So, I thought you. Okay. Howzy. Zach Brown. Brandon Urie. Haley Steinfeld. Wiz Khalifa's on there. Adam Levine, Sean Mendez, Charlie Adam Levine, Puth, I did hear Adam Levine on the second verse, yep. Charlie Puth, Sia, Miley Cyrus, Rita Orr, Miguel, Katie Perry. What about what about El uh, El Gold? Uh, she wasn't on it. Go what the hell is her name? El Golding. Huh? El Golding. She's not on that? She's not on it. Uh -huh. Lil Yachty. Yes. Ed Sheeran. Yep. Megan Trainer. Tory Lanez. Mm. John Legend. I didn't hear him on that. Bad Bunny. Chris Wu. Backstreet Boys. 
You just named like thirty people. You just named like well, first off, Backstreet Boys, Boys like is four, five, so that's four like or five 30, people. Thirty-five people. And you didn't include Lil Dicky. And then Lil Dicky. Yo, man. So y- you know what? You bring up a good point. Um, but I will say I went to. Here's how I got introduced to Lil Dicky. Two thousand. You were on Lil Dicky a long time. No homo. Two, yeah, chill you out. Were on, <laughs> pause, nigga. <laughs> You are a little dicky. You are a little dicky, but wow. <laughs> Yo, remember, remember I told you I went to a concert yeah, yeah, randomly. Yeah, yeah. Me and a coworker. Yeah. This is like 2000, I don't know, 14? Yeah. 15? I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. U Street Music Hall or, or, or 930 Club. I can't remember. I think it was 930 Club. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, one of the best shows I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even global like that. He was just like, he was just touring. His presentation, the show was so fucking entertaining. It reminded me of a damn circus show. Wow. Like when you, you ever been to a circus? Like yeah. as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Now you're just thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Because it's just so much happening. Yeah. That's how that shit was. Like wow. he had like shit on the projector. It was him in college and he had people acting and on stage and it transitioned well into his songs. I had never heard this guy in my life, but I walked away from that performance or that concert saying to myself, yo, this guy got a lane. And he can actually yeah, rap. That's what I was gonna say. Most that's the biggest thing what about it. What a this. lot of people don't realize is that he is a phenomenal rapper. Exactly. Not just a good rapper. A right. phenomenal rapper. And and a rapper that has the swagger of somebody that's actually good. So so I think while he's a great comedian and he's good for I think he's good for just music, I think people don't really understand that he can actually rap. So if you want to knock him and you want to question his his ability to make music, and you say, "Oh, I'm I, who's this who's this guy named Lil Dicky?" Go ahead and mistake him all you want. He will out rap some of your favorite rappers, believe it or not. But you know what? We spent too much time with him. Let's move on. SZA, The Weeknd, and Travis Scott dropped a song called "Power Is Power." I believe this is like. So the lead singer of Game of Thrones? Yes, yeah, Game of Thrones soundtrack. That is nuts. You know what? Dude, when I saw that, I was like, fam, like, you, you, again, I keep bringing up, and sorry, I know you guys, but I just want to say this real quick. Mm-hmm. I keep bringing up how hip-hop is the biggest genre. Just think about it. And I know SZA's not hip-hop, but she's in the hip-hop community, right? Just through her affiliations, her music, and all of that shit. The Weeknd, same thing. He does R&B, blends with hip-hop. Travis Scott, hip-hop, blends with all this other thing. I keep thinking to myself, when are people going to understand and, and really accept the fact that like hip-hop has arrived? Game of Thrones is the biggest show in entertainment today. But go ahead. What do you think about this song? I mean, that's, that's, that's a great point. I mean, that's something that I don't think people should just like poo-poo, like Stephen A. likes to say. Um... <clears throat> Poo-poo. You know, I think... That's ridiculous. This is nothing new. Like, <laughs> hip-hop, this is nothing new. <laughs> Stephen A says it all the time. Hey, uh, don't, hey, don't poo-poo Lil Dicky. Uh, this is nothing new, dude. Like, Which part? hip-hop has been imperative to what somebody wants to achieve on cinema or in TV. Yes, it has. Yes, it's it has. right. I'll give you an no, example. No, 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 sorry. Yes, you're right, but it, it's, it's in your face now. It is. It's, 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 in it's always face been now. in your face. No, it's okay, like okay. overt now. Ninja, ninja, rap, go, go, yeah. go ninja, go ninja, go. The mm-hmm. end of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 is a rap song. 
right. Leonardo or something, 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 something. Like it's it's always been hip hop. In order to achieve a, a level of grittiness, you know you need hip hop in there. Um, but with with power is power, you know it's gonna you, you know it's a great song when the weekend starts to verse, right? Weekend starts. Ah, he starts to verse off. Um, I don't remember anything Travis Scott did. I ain't gonna lie. I think this song is decent. It's, out of everything I just said, it's, it's, this is a decent song. It sounded like an, it sounded like a throwaway Black Panther soundtrack song. But <laughs> it's a quality song. Power no, it probably was. SZA, I love SZA. I don't know. For some reason, I would date SZA, but for, even like, for some reason, just for a couple months. Why though. wouldn't you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't plan. SZA is Medusa. Long, <laughs> I would not plan a long relationship with SZA. I would be like, this is a summertime fling, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't bring SZA to my parents' house. Bro, SZA is Medusa. I love SZA. Don't you something dare get in a relationship SZA with SZA. 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 But she's, but she's, she's cute, man. Like, something no, about her. No, no. She's, to me personally, mm -hmm. I think she's beyond cute. Like, she's actually... A dime piece? Yeah, she's dog. No damn dime. I think she's damn. She's about, if she's not a dime, she's, she's nine point five. Eight point three. SZA? You just attracted to who? SZA's she is. bad. You just attracted to who? She SZA is, is like I would SZA's consider SZA bad. She's about an eight point three. I mean, uh, anyway. hey, listen, I'm 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 like eight point four, so you know <laughs> I'm qualified to talk. For anything under an eight point four, motherfucker. I'm over a nine. Therefore, I know what I know when somebody looks when they're you over. You think I'm actually eight point four? <laughs> I'm about nine point nine point two. I just got de deducted by damn government. Nine point nine point two. And you didn't do your taxes yet. There, you got to knock off a point. I've, I've been deducted. Your taxes are late. Damn taxing. What do you think of this song, bastards? Man? Like the actual song it. itself. I said it. But like, it's, but do you think it's like it's a good song, but it's nothing yeah. stood out to me. Right. Okay. It's that's how, like that's how I feel. That's how I feel. It was just a solid song you hear in the background. It literally sounds like the definition of a song on a soundtrack where it's supposed to be playing in the background of a scene, a movie scene, like they're in the club. I don't know. Is there clubs in Game of Thrones? Are there clubs? Do they go to the club? Like, is there just, like? Let's move on. Love. Can we move on? Okay. I think that's a good. Uh, good don't piss me off, man. You're there gonna piss the be. listeners off too. The Jon Snow might have the damn club fever. How do you know who Jon Snow They're is? Over here, how do you know who Jon Snow is? Which accent are in, in the in, in the cave? Alright, man. Can you put on that new racks in the middle? Alright. Good segue. Uh next song. Chris Brown dropped a song called Back to Love. I uh I'm not gonna lie, I have this song on repeat right now. I really like this song. Um, so unlike his last song that he dropped called um, Undecided, Undecided, which I remember. I, I him, love Undecided. Rem you re remember, rem but do you, you remember that, right? I know you like, don't like it. I, Most people don't like it for some. It's not that. I, it's not that. Like I think it's a bad song. I just thought it was okay. Like I, it didn't blow me away. I didn't think it was like really, really good. I don't like you guys. Now this song is how I felt about. Or how, how you felt, felt about undecided. undecided. Yeah. That's how I feel about this song. You're crazy. The video is is fire. I yeah, thought it's fire. The song is just so infectious, man. Like it's just a well put together song, and it doesn't sound like as gimmicky as undecided sounded like. But hey, man, I'll enjoy the song by my damn self. Please, if please. I'm the only one. I, I mean, I like the song. It just sounded like, hey, listen, when when you heard an album with 75 Chris Brown songs. It sounded like one of the seventy-five. He's made. That's the thing. That's do the you know problem that six, with making seventy-five. Do you know 75. that fifty-five of them songs was fire? They were fire. <laughs> fifty-five. 
75, <laughs> over 75. Do you know? Yeah, and that's yeah, what I people agree. don't. I, I agree. I really feel like people didn't even really listen to that I shit. I agree. And if they did, they got. I listened to they it. They got Chris Brown drunk. You I know, did you know, like the people, yeah. people say, uh, like fighters get punched drunk. Mm-hmm. After a certain point, like you're just out of it. It was fire. Though. You, you probably yeah. people probably listen to twenty songs of that Chris Brown project. Yeah. And after the 20, everything just sounded sounding the same. But like when you really assess them songs, I'm telling you. A lot of them were fire. And I should say 50, because I think it was 50, it was like a 50 song project. I have no clue how much. It was 30 of the songs were fire. Yeah. But Chris Brown, but when you've done 78 songs, yeah. then you've already touched on songs that you've made before. So when you make Back to Love, it just sounds like one of the 78 I heard already. Mm. So I think that's what kind of f's this song up, but so you don't think it's bad. You just don't, I don't think feel it's like it's bad, special. but I'm just like uh, I, I think I'm still Chris Brown punch drunk, like you mm. said. I think I am. Well, I've intentionally not tried to listen to Chris Brown's music. We're gonna talk about another Chris Brown song that I don't like later on in the show, but um, yeah, something about this song just really just really sounds good to me. Like it just it just it sounds effortless. It doesn't sound like he's he's trying too hard. Um, so anyway, I like it. It kind of reminds me, to be honest with you, it kind of reminds me of, um, uh, uh, what's that joint? Fine China. Kind of reminds me of that, but like a more, a lot less creative Fine China. Hmm. All right. Let's move on. Lil Uzi Vert dropped a song called That's a Rack. This was one of two songs that were I think officially released as a part of his new album that is supposed to be dropping soon that has been pushed back for a while. But um yeah I really like this song man. I, I thought I don't think it's the greatest song I've ever heard from Lil Uzi Vert, but like you know there's something about just his um lackadaisical demeanor on this song that just sounds good. And then the beat is fire so, I mean, listen, man, here's the formula. If you're a new up-and-coming rapper, which Lil Uzi Vert is not up-and-coming, but here's, here's the formula. I just want to put you guys on some game here. If I was an up-and-coming rapper, and I was in this lane, talk about money, Ooh. talk about girls, equate girls to items that rappers talk about, whether it's food, uh, 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 drugs, Ooh. Just just find a way to make a connection between money, women, drugs, and the lifestyle, and you automatically have a audience. Because that's exactly what Lil Uzi Vert does on this song. Fair. That's fair. And I'm not knocking him. Like I said, it's not the best song I ever heard, but I I think it's a I think it's a cool song. Like I said, the best part about it is how mellow it sounds. Um his lackadaisical demeanor, man. What do you think of this? Uh this is not the one where he took swag surfing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that one. It's the other one. Mm-hmm. That's a rack. Um, I wasn't as high as you were on it. Um, first and foremost, is a there was a riveting instrumental attached to it um, that I didn't think he met with the urgency that it should have been met with. Um, but you're right. I mean, there's a complete formula. Well, I'm, I'm looking at a review that I did for it on my site, Ratings Game Music. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and check it out. On my site, Ching! what I what I said here, because I, I couldn't necessarily remember what it sounded like, but what I said here was 
On that Serac, Uzi totes himself as the best thing since sliced bread. Rapping about smashing chicks, getting to the money, and dismissing his competition. That's a formula that I find a lot of rappers are using, and I think it's a successful formula. Um, and so, if, we don't, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's, that's what's going on here, but um, I, that's all I got to say. I got to be real, though. If this is, I'm not going to lie, if these are his lead singles off his album, I'm disappointed. With yes, with with the direction of because this is one of the conversations we had in our last episode where we we were uh, comparing him and Juice, Juice World, World. Yeah. and one of my main or I think I can't remember I was on Juice World side and you were talking about I how Uzi side. Lil Uzi Vert is very creative and he just he he just has more of a, a, a more of that like star persona which I, I I can see where you're going with that but that has to trans, translate to the music. It has to. Yes. And this music just sounds very lackadaisical. It, there's no chances that are being taken. I'm sure it's going to blow up just speak off the strength of his his own name. But I'm not moved, man. I'm not moved. You, you, and you know what I'm going to say? I'm not moved. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say two things. That's a rack. Let's be real with ourselves. Can we be honest here? Mm-hmm. That's a rack is great because Lil Uzi's persona. We love his persona. If somebody else were to make this song, it would be lackluster. Mm-hmm. We like the song because of his persona. That's a good chunk of his music, to be honest with you. Number two, and this is probably going to be more controversial, um, a blessing and a curse. One of the best and worst things to happen to Lil Uzi Vert was the fact that he made, uh, 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 what's it called? The... the, the I don't really care if you cry. That was a blessing and a curse for him. At the time, it was a blessing. um, Because, you know, obviously, people are singing it. People are already starting to call you a legend in your genre. But now, I think it's serving as a curse to him because he's trying to chase that next great thing. And it's just not been clicking. The expectations have risen on Lil Uzi Vert. And he's just not meeting it. Because I think... Before EXO Tour Life, he was making music like that's a rack. Well, we now see that in EXO Tour Life, you can take it to another gear. And the music you've been bringing out is you not taking it to another gear. So mm. like I said, EXO Tour Life was a blessing and a curse. And right now you're seeing the curse of making a song like EXO I, I got a question because that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good observation. That we'll see. We'll see if what you're saying is right. He's not he's not taking it to another gear. He's not. And and I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So and, and and a lot of times I know people don't really care about personal lives of artists. We look at artists, not me, mm-hmm. because to me, uh I, I like to draw the connection between the person and the music. Yeah. And when people are when the artist is able to do that, I actually give them more credit. So what we know of Exo Tour Life is that he was in a relationship. And that song is about heartbreak. Yes. Whether people know it or not, you listen to the lyrics, he's actually telling people in the song that, yo, like, I broke up with my girl, you know, I'm I'm heartbroken, I'm popping drugs because I'm sad. Yeah. People related to that shit because of that. Like, that's why I think Juice World's winning. Because he's tapping into heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Like, his whole message from the jump is, I'm heartbroken. I don't give a fuck how old you are. You've been heartbroken at one point in your life or felt that felt that way so you can relate or you you can appreciate where he's coming from. 
how, and so my question to you is, how much of what I just said do you feel impacts Uzi's music? Because like you said, with Exotor like being, maybe being a gift and a curse, and if you look at the message in the song, mm -hmm. do you feel like that controversy in his own life fueled that that time in his life where he dropped that that Excellent album? Life? Yeah, like um, like what what how much how much credit or you know because because we always for example and by the, before you answer we always at least I like to say you know for example R and B artist Mary J Blige is one and a lot of people say this when she was heartbroken she was making her best music. Mm -hmm. Keisha Cole, when she's heartbroken, she's making her best music. There's something to be said about going through shit in your own life and it manifesting itself into great music mm -hmm. because you just put you're putting more of your of your emotion and of your your, your soul into that shit, mm -hmm. and people can feel it through the music. Yeah. When I hear that's a rack, it just sounds like a days ago. I'm like, does this guy motivate it? So, how much of the, that personal stuff do you feel impacts Uzi's music? Um, so, essentially what you're saying is what space they were in at that moment. You know, how that impacts how the music comes out. That's a out. big part of music that uh, I don't think people get credit I don't to. think that's the case. I think what okay. it is, is the case is Uzi's very experimental when he makes music. He actually throws out all types of experiments when he makes music, to be real with you. And just one happened to stick. Now, I'm not sure this is the sound he actually wanted to stick. You see what I'm saying? Which which sound? Like Exo Tour Life. Oh, I'm right. not sure Exo Tour Life was the sound he wanted to stick. That's the thing we don't really you see know. what I'm saying. We don't know. Like I, I mean, plenty of people have made know. music, and you're like, oh man, I'm surprised. If you followed that artist, I wouldn't have thought that's what you wanted to hear from him. You see what I'm saying? Or her? Like. I'm trying to think of a great example. Oh, Lil Wayne, right? Lil Wayne's, one of his biggest downfalls was we embraced him singing. We're like, yo, we actually F with you when you're singing, you know, doing all that auto-tune stuff. So Lil Wayne starts to say, oh, wow, I, I was actually just having fun with it. All right, well, I'm going to start gearing my music towards it. And at the time, it was a blessing because you looked at Lil Wayne as this up and coming, like this, 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 creative dude that can just kind of do whatever he wants and we like it. Mm -hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, you start doing it again and people are like, eh, we're tired of you. We're tired of that part. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I, but Lil Wayne's good enough to where he can say, I'm going to get back to the rapping and I'm good enough to get back to the rapping. With Lil Uzi Vert, I think he made EXO Tour Life. The thing started stick with people. People were like, I want to hear EXO Tour Life. So then a lot of his album sounded similar to EXO Tour Life. We're like, nah, that's not it. Nah, that's not it. I think he's at the stage of, I'm trying to go back to what I was doing before EXO Tour Life, and people aren't liking it. You know what's funny? Lil Wayne did that, but people like Lil Wayne as a rapper. You, you know what's funny, though? Like, people have been saying his album, you know, he's going through like the whole label shit, mm -hmm. right? I know you, you probably heard of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. How much, and we will, we'll probably never know, how much of all of this pushback of his album do you think has to do with what you just said? Like, him battling creatively mm -hmm. with, and even internally with his own team, mm -hmm. with what type of sound they're trying to go with. Because, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you said, EXO Tour Life, people expect certain things. So, like, he's probably like, yo, like, 
that wasn't even like something that I thought was gonna blow. Like yeah. I got other shit I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, but the but his label's like nah. But exactly. like you but like so that was what people love. So yeah. make that. And he's like nah. But I don't, so creative differences could creative could have something to do with like the, the pushbacks and all that, right? Of course, it, it it can be a lot less organic. Yeah. And that's why like you know with this Juice World competition, I don't think it's fair to compare them right now because Juice World is actually coming out with albums. Mm-hmm. Talking about heartbreak. I think we got to wait and see what Lil Uzi Vert comes out with a full body of work, a full album. But right now, I mean, like, even Beyonce went through it. A lot of people don't know. Beyonce, uh, before she came out with the self-titled Beyonce album, people don't know she was experimenting with sounds and it wasn't it wasn't hitting with people. Um, uh, there was a song that she made on there that on the Beyonce album that she brought out like two years before the Beyonce album came out and the reception of it was just poor. Hmm. Yeah. Was, people don't know that story. I don't I don't I don't recall I don't recall yeah, yeah, the, uh, I don't know just, her discography like that. Yes, yes. I, I know Beyonce's discography, but she came out with uh what's that song called? Um actually it's not the Beyonce album. It's I believe it's the four album. But anyway she all in all, she came out with a song and it was not hitting with people. Beyonce went through a period where it was like, oh, I don't know what direction to go. Like people, people like this. I don't want to make that. That's not what I was hoping would hit and stick with people. Yeah. And I think she found it. So I'm confident Lil Uzi Vert is talented enough to find I think he is too. a middle ground. I think he is too. That's where it comes down to. Where do you find a can you find a middle ground? The great artists out there find middle grounds. Yeah. I think I I I think he is too. I just I just hope that this is not what is to be expected from this album. Yes. Because usually, at least historically, people put out their singles or what the album is I, I guess yeah tra- you know I guess going to possibly sound like with yeah. some of the songs that come out before the album drops. So anyway, it's just a thought. But um, we know, like I said, yeah. I'm gonna say it again. I said it about two, three times. We know Lil Uzi Vert. There's another gear, and sometimes you can manipulate people and say, "Oh yeah, 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 I'm in my top gear." No, we know you can go to another gear. Absolutely, and you're not going. You're on like the second gear right now. We want to hear EXO tour live gear, and not even just that. I don't. I, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear him just optimize and just him excel at his own sound. It doesn't have to be EXO tour live. Well, gear, like, gear doesn't necessarily yeah, I don't, mean it sounds like. Yeah, it. I, that's the thing. Like that's the thing. I don't necessarily want to hear that. But like you said, at least be making music at a certain quality standard. That I know you are capable of, and then I will. Then whatever shit, whatever blows from that, like hey, we we we, I rock with it. I, exactly. would, I really would. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, let's move on, man. Uh, next project, or sorry, next song, Lil Yachty and Chance the Rapper. Let's speed up a little bit. Yes, Chance the Rapper dropped the song with Lil Yachty called Atlanta House. It was just a freestyle. They were going bar for bar. You know, surprisingly, Lil Yachty, uh, I thought kept up with. Uh, with a uh, uh, chance to rapper and in like bars, like he was actually spitting on this, and it was quite impressive. What'd you think of this? Uh, it was like you said, it was fun. It seemed like a freestyle. People just two two young dudes having fun with it. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is Chance the Rapper is a pipsqueak, just like Lil Yachty's a pipsqueak. But Chance the Rapper is just a lot more talented of a rapper than Lil Yachty is. Chance the Rapper is 
rapping on this song is excellent. 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 Um, but that's my big takeaway about it, for real, for real. Yeah, let's move on. Nothing much to say about this. Next song, 07... Zero zero, seven zero sorry, zero seven zero shake dropped a song called Morrow. What kind of name is that, man? That's that's crazy name. that is wild. Listen, that so is wild. What do you think of this song? At the ill-advised wise guys, we're here to to tell you who got next. I'm telling you right now, zero seven zero shake has next also. So don't be surprised if. In your playlist, Jaden Smith and 070 Shake are heavy. Uh, but anyway, 070 Shake Morrow, if you don't know her name, she came from, you know, Kanye West people. She was on Kanye West's last album. She was like kind of in the background. Uh, but she has a song called Morrow. If you love Kid Cudi, and if you love vintage Kanye West production, Coming from a female artist, you are going to love Morrow by 070 Shake. Next up and coming artist. Yeah, I thought this song was cool. Very Kanye West uh, sounding song. Like you said, the relationship between them is pretty obvious. If you know Kanye West sound, you know, you can hear it right off the bat. Um, dope ass song. Dope ass song. I mean, I, there's not much more to say. Yeah, this song this song has the, has the opportunity to blow, I think. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those songs that, that, that could take off easily. So, sure. Sure. yeah, man, let's move on. Tiger dropped a song called Goddamn. Pornhub presents Tiger. <laughs> Goddamn. Tiger has turned into one of, one of the most consistent uh, 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 artists. I ain't, I'm not even going to box him in with like uh, hip hop or rap. Like, we talking about hits? Within the last year, Tiger has consistently been on the billboards with like legitimate hits. Yes. Like legit. Legitimate. Taste. Uh, Girls want to have fun. We listened to that earlier. This is going to be another one. That's a hit. This this, this is going to be another one. We got dip. He has a bunch. Like yeah. he has too many. Like I I can name like if I had the list up, I could probably name like Four. five or six. Which if he keeps up, let's let's say Tiger makes a ten track album, and he puts all five of those tracks on that ten track album. He might have the greatest album since Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. But anyway, uh, nor here nor there. Um, I love this song. I don't know if you love it. I love this song. Probably my favorite song this week. Um, but do you know the, the common denominator? And the person that's not getting the love that they should be getting is D.A. Domain. For people that don't know who D.A. Domain is, he's the producer of this song. D.A. got that dope. Taste. He's the producer of Girls Have Fun. I think he created a sound that Tyga can excel in. And even Kodak Black excelled in it. Because he produced... Um, um, what's that song? ZZ. So, yeah. D.A. Doman, I think... I actually think he is just as responsible for Tyga's success as Tyga is. I agree with that. Next song. Kodak Black. Expeditionally, what do you think it is, man? You told me I gotta do this. Um, you know, Kodak Black, he's a troublemaker. Kodak Black ain't necessarily 
the the smartest guy in the world. I, I'm actually surprised he knows how to expel expeditiously. But um, you know, obviously it comes from well, who said he knew how to spell it. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming he didn't, he the didn't, title is spelled. He, he right. didn't post the song to 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 YouTube himself. It was spelled right. I'm assuming he knows how to spell. He didn't put that shit. Out. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I, I don't know how to spell it, so I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Know how to spell <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I tried to spell this on like ten times yeah, before I, I just had to call it quits. I actually don't know how to spell it. <laughs> I just asked Google, but how you spell expeditiously, which we asked earlier. Hidden, hidden, and all the disses. You know, I was gonna say some of the disses that he said on the song, like. But I think that's absolutely disrespectful. I never want to be that person that, hey man, you know what this person said about you? They said you had a big nose. I don't want to be that person. So I don't I don't want to say what he said on the diss record. But what I would say is hidden in all of this is that it's actually a really good rapping that he does on this song. His rapping on the song is actually pretty good. It is. Like don't don't judge this song as a diss record. Judge it as just a good rap song, I think. Well, I think I think and, and on top of that, like what he does, you know, and while in the in the in the in social media and in, in, in uh in the media, he comes across as very stupid, which I believe he, he is he is retarded. Yeah. Like clinically retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. I really feel like there's something neurologically wrong with this man's brain. Now He's remedial. With that being said, somehow when he gets on the microphone Genius. He sounds so poetic. He's a genius rapper. I'm not even joking, man. Like, so I don't know. There's a disconnect between him and his real life and then the music. Uh I thought the song was was good. Was good. I, I didn't really like the whole dissing aspect of it. It was the, the diss was, that was lame. That's just pointless. As a diss record, it was lame. But I don't think it was a diss record. I think he just was kind of using the word expeditiously to kind of drive people to letting them know he's good. Like he just—it was just dumb, man. Like it, the whole, the whole entire how we got dispute here. is just like so pointless that I don't so even want to talk about it. Yeah, he said. Ti said. Ti said. Hey, man. Heard what you said, man. Hey, you got to apologize expeditiously. He's, hey, fix this. <laughs> he said no. He, he, right he said you got to fix this right now, like right, right now, right. like expeditiously. <laughs> okay. Now he dissed you. So what's what's about what to kind of that's not a diss. Okay, I'm saying he he, he said more. But like he I said, did. I'm not going to elaborate on what he said. But now, Ti, I, 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 the Ti I know, the one I grew up listening to, he wouldn't have done that. Ti is crazy, but Ti was all about his retaliation. But can we be honest? The retaliatory retaliation is needed to expeditiously expedite the explanation of a retaliation. Look, I don't know about you, but for me, Ti and his big words, I'm not impressed. No, it's, it's 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 okay. I'm not impressed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, the cool thing is, while most people are probably like looking up words I'm when he says impressed. it, I understand everything that he's saying. I know, I know what he's saying. Now, but honestly though, I think everybody looks whack in this whole thing. They do. So that's why I don't even want to talk about. Not Lorelai. Like, Didn't Lorelai ain't do no, that? No, no, no. I'm talking about. about I'm not man. talking about her. I'm talking about uh, you know, uh, Kodak Ti. That's it. The game. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, everyone yeah. just looks stupid. Everyone shut the hell up and just move on and go yeah. go to your regular life. Let's, let, matter of fact, let's let's me and you move on. You know the thing is, it, it, you know he's an idiot, so he's gonna say idiotic stuff. Like there's no point in even addressing. And it. he knows he Kodak Black knows he's an idiot. Yeah, he says it on his song. You know, was, he's like, you know, I'm not listening to you. I thought I was dumb. Well, you are. No, this uh, is, did you need this confirmation? Is, this is next level dumb. <laughs> 
This is Golden State Warriors, dog. You mean the fact that he just got caught with weapons and all that other shit he's, recently? He's an idiot. Yeah, let's 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 move on, man. Too much too much time has been spent on him. Next song. Uh, T Grizzly, aka the dude that always sounds like he's running from the cops when he raps. Sex, dude's huffing and puffing. <laughs> how you have? Why? How? how why do you, how are you always have a rivet? Something riveting happened to you? <laughs> yeah, doesn't everything sound like a movie? <laughs> Every one of his verses sounds so. T Grizzly is is John Wick. John Wick. Yeah. Uh, this guy definitely sounds like he sounds like he has shortness of breath while he's rapping, but it makes for good sounding songs. It's riveting. I'm it's not gonna cinematic. lie. This song here, very very good. It went the production. You know what it reminded me of? Yeah. And I know you're gonna Don't be you like, "There's oh. an Edison Pac." You're gonna be like, "Oh my god, what the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, the song Travis Scott and, and Drake. What's the name of the song? Sicko Mode. Sicko. Yeah, freaking right. You know how sick? I don't mean like the effectiveness of it. You know how Sicko Mode went through like three beats? Yeah. That's how this song. Was. Oh really? It went through like two to three beats, and he was like adjusting his flow. Yeah. It's fire. Yeah. The song's fire. Yeah, but you know what's missing? Drake. Or Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what made Sickle Mode great was Drake. If Drake ain't on it, it ain't no damn Sickle Mode. Anyway, sorry. That's, no, a, good, that's a good point. No here nor there. But uh, no, this song is cool. You didn't hear it, so let's move on. Okay. You should check it out, though. I will check it out. Yeah, I was I was contemplating checking it out, but T Grizzly, I don't know. Yeah, you don't. You don't I, I don't. Be you're not really digging him. You're not really. You don't. I, I've got the sense that you don't really. Deal, you don't really dig him like that. I, he hasn't really clicked. I, he 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 raps for a very small group of people. <laughs> Wait, what? Like them dudes that's just always on the street. That's what he raps for. Yeah, you I'm know, not always on the street. But you know what? Well, I don't know about that. But you know, there's like he a, don't rap for everybody, dude. There's like a there's like a very very small community in rap. With well, all these dudes kind of sound the same, like T Grizzly, the S S B E R B. What oh, is yes, it? Hell yeah. S O B R B times R B E. Uh, uh, Y B in the mirror. Yeah. They all kind of rap the same. It's like they sound like they're from the West Coast. Yeah, they do. Like the Bay Area. <laughs> they do. I don't understand that. Shit. And then I think Y B N they're from like Alabama or something. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Who knows? All right, let's move on, man. Roll Timmy, aka Dre from Power. Dog. Real Timmy is not going to blow up. Who said he's going to blow? This you, song is dope, though. You put it on here. Who said he's going to blow? You think he's going to blow up. He's not. When did I say that? Real Timmy is a restaurant. <laughs> Wait, no. Is roti. It, it roti. Is. Oh, Roti. Yeah. yeah. Then that's not a restaurant. Still that's not going to blow. Actually, Roti is a restaurant. It is. Roti is a restaurant. But it's actually a food item. They got the hella delicious freaking damn pancakes and, and chicken mixed What is wrong with this guy? Right, Clearly, you've never eaten roti. But I've eaten roti. You, should, you just said pancakes. I'm just joking. <laughs> they, they, they're like Chipotle. They're like Mediterranean Chipotle. All right. They are. I've, I've eaten there. You've read the description of the business. I've eaten. You there. sure you've eaten? No, I've, eat, I've eaten there. It tastes all right. good. All right. All right. Uh, I, who's, well, first off, don't put that on me. I didn't say this guy's gonna blow. I just said this song is cool. Okay. Yeah, this is a cool song. Afro beats inspired. No, to me just does not have the face of an artist that will blow up. Hey, Amen. I, 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 it's sad, man. It's sad. But the thing is... It's sad. But the thing is, uh, it's, it's 24 sad. hours? Yeah, Does he have the face well, of somebody who's going to blow yes, up? Yes, because he, he, he... Helium boy, as you like to call him. <laughs> the hell? Like, how is someone who's called Helium boy going to blow up? In what world? 24 hours. 24 hours. Are we going to talk about blackout? But <laughs> my dollar side and 
Helium man is helium man. Wait, he's not a boy. Get it right, it's man. This is disrespectful. All right. Anyway, Tom Kennedy, the dude that you think is the greatest rapper. Of all <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yo, 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 you just think gas up people. Yo, you, yo, yo so like, ridiculous. Yo, you are ridiculous. Okay. You literally are putting all these. You're just lying on me at this point. <laughs> you, when did I say any of the said, things that you just said? You said, yo, Dom Kennedy was on Kalani's last song, and, what? and it was so fire. I was like, dog, he was. Nothing. That's a just, lie. I didn't say it like that. There. That's not even what okay. I said. <laughs> no, you're a liar, yo. Just straight up. But it's cool. Right. Go ahead, lie to the people. Continue. Continue. No, to the people. Talk, no, don't I tell, tell you right now. There was one day you came to me and said, yo, oh man, this guy wrote Tammy. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Like, he has the, the, the he has one of the greatest songs ever. He's like, so <laughs> Go, I think it was episode 21. This guy's a fucking liar. It was like episode 22. This guy's a liar, dog. I've never said that in my life. Never. But anyway, this is a good song, though. Check it out. Okay. Actually, don't check it out. You don't like it. Uh, matter of fact, don't check out T. His Grizzly as well. His face is just not marketable. Don't check out T. Grizzly as well. Okay. Who else should we not check out? Uh, Dom Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, don't check out. Don't check out that. I actually will never listen to a Dom Kennedy project. Okay. Thank you. I don't think he's dope. Like, I just think he killed that verse. You but know what's funny? Anyway. Ha- we like he killed this. that. He killed that verse with Kaylani. I'm sticking to it. That shit is fire. It's fire. We led this ill, not so advised segment with Lil Dicky. Are you kidding me? That guy has made that much of a leap. Hey, you said it when you started talking about him. Where he where he ranks? You agree with that? Then that's like ESPN. you agree with that. That's like ESPN leading Sports Center with like Pascal Siakam. Over LeBron. But what if he dunked on LeBron? I don't care. He still... He, if he dunked he on LeBron, LeBron, if he dunked, dunked on LeBron, you leave with Le- Pascal Siakam. LeBron was dunked on. We'll be, starting Sports Center today, LeBron was dunked on. We'll tell you who he was dunked on by in the commercial break. Nah, damn that. Uh, all right, let's move on, man. Your, your favorite guy. Who, Chris Breezy? He's not my favorite. Helium boy. Oh, no. we already talked about it. No, we didn't. Oh. Well, I mentioned him, but I we didn't okay. talk about the song. Back out. But he had dropped a song called Back Out. Because Ty Dolla Sign and Dom Kennedy. What you think? It's a it's a good cool song. song. I think it's a summertime song, summertime vibe. Definitely. Funny story. I don't know if I told you. Uh, I definitely didn't tell Qua. But so I was working on my site at work, right? And they asked me to make a change on the portal for my job, and I was like, "All right, I'll make that change." I accidentally copied the link to the song of this and posted it on the portal of my 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 damn oh, job. That's you did say that. And so I don't know if you guys know what the 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 artwork to this song is, but it's a girl's booty. So for one minute, girl with her back out. Yes. For one minute, the newsletter read booty. No, it's. <laughs> I swear. Wait, what? So somebody clicked on our newsletter, it would have been a picture of a booty. Oh wait, no, no, no! I thought you said the. I thought you said the newsletter said booty. You're no, just no, saying no, the no. picture. If you would have clicked on the link, it would have been. A Do link you know if anybody clicked on it? I don't know. You guys don't have the, that type of. So. Nobody clicked on it. Dog. <laughs> you were. Should I have said this on on wax? Yeah, you you fixed it, right? No. Hopefully. Uh, maybe. Wait. Are you sure you fixed it? Of you might not I be able to go back to work on Monday. Of course I <laughs> Yo, and you go back well, to Monday. Of course I You go back on Monday and they're like, uh, wait, why are you here? Of course I fixed it. I thought we fired you over the weekend. Hey, man, you know, 
It is what it is. That's that's actually ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how the hell. Was, and what and what made you go back? And 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 did you did you know you did troubleshooting? Like, no, you just troubleshoot. You just you were just like, all right, let me double check. Right, now, let me let, let's see if the link works. And it was booty. I saw you. Are and wild. I said it doesn't work. You know what? So pay attention at work, guys. Yeah. Or else. All right, man. Let's move on, man. To some songs that are not good. Because apparently a few of these songs that we just talked about maybe should have been on this list, according to you. Yes. Rotimi. Which, you just don't like him. So, Rotimi. like I said, that song is cool, though. No. Um, but anyway, Chris Brown dropped a song called Wobble Up featuring Nicki Minaj and Mr. Lackadaisical Boy. Mr. Melden versus. Mr. Mailman? <laughs> Yo, the, the mailman. Hey, F. Carmelo. Well, okay, so can I start this off? Yeah, go ahead. Chris Brown, I thought it was actually a decent <laughs> the, song. The mailman. The mailman. I thought it was a decent yeah, song. Like, hey. I thought it was a decent song. You thought song. it was decent? I thought it was a decent song. It sounded like everything else Tiger's making. Um awful. But, you know, Chris Brown, he keeps your interest as usual. Chris Brown's the best at keeping your interest on the song. Um, Nicki Minaj, Blahverse, Predictable, and G-Eazy Melding is verse. So, it was just one of those songs that's going to blow up. You're going to enjoy it, but I thought it was not not much effort. It was just kind of just a melding, melding music by Chris Brown. Yeah, I, I have nothing good to say about this. Cause I, I really don't like this song. If you have nothing good to say, don't say nothing. I really don't like this song, man. So, let's just move on. You have nothing to say. Don't say nothing at all. Next song. French Montana dropped a song called Slide featuring Blueface, baby. Stupid. I, and, I, and, uh, and, Lil, and Lil TJ. Who the hell is Lil TJ? I have no clue. He sounded decent on the song, though. Did he? Yeah. I think he was a singer, right? He, yeah, he sounded pretty good. Um, But just... Can, let, can, I, can I start? Yeah, yeah. So, you know... Oh, man. First off, why does, why does uh, uh, French Montana feel the need to just... Drop a song like once a year, at this point of his career, and just act like it's the best thing that's that, that ever happened to music. I like, don't... like this song is is not good, and the fact that Blueface continues to like prove why he should not be a rapper yes. and, be, and to not be given this platform is completely evident. Like you are absolutely. This right. man is yet to finish a verse. They, it's like it's like they give this man they give this man a slot in a song mm-hmm. and they say hey man hey just rap until the chorus comes back and he stops ten seconds before <laughs> before the hook comes back it's like no just finish your verse yeah he, he just he just ends like hey, yeah hey yeah blue face baby and then the beat just rhymes exactly and then you hear the guy and singing. you didn't even get to the point that he doesn't rhyme I. I think that's obvious at this point. I don't. I don't feel like beating a dead horse. Like, he sucks. I'm just gonna say this point blank. Just so he's not a good. This. He's not a good rapper. He sucks. And why is he being like given this sort of platform? You know, and that and that goes to show you how 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 gimmicky music is, right? When we we're not judging him based on his lyrical ability or his his impact or or anything that like you would judge like somebody you take seriously on. Yeah. So why is he being so? Why is he giving this type of visibility? It's clearly not about the music. It's about presentation. It's about the gimmick. It's about 
everything other than the music with him. He's he's not a he's not a good rapper. He's not a good rapper. Let's let's just call it call it spades. He sucks. He's not a good rapper. But here's the thing though. Oh, except, except for that song Bleed It. That song Bleed It is fire. Yeah. He's actually on beat on that, by the way. Which yeah, is surprising. I'll, I'll see, when I hear it, I'll believe it. But right. French Montana, um, what I, I actually don't like this. You know, people like to call Drake a uh, culture vulture. French Montana is the definition of a culture vulture. Come on, dude. Like, Blueface Wave is starting to get popular, and now you just make music that starts sounding like Blueface's. You know? Mm. When uh, Unforgettable started getting popping, it was it was that whole like international sound was popping. He's like, I want to jump in that wave, and then he, he he links up with artists that you know clearly solidify whatever wave he's trying to jump on. I I just don't respect that. Whatever happened mm. to like going to find your own wave or trying to make music, you know, that falls in line with what you want to do. I just don't like artists doing that. Like you call Drake culture vulture all you want, but Drake not me. Drake creates that way. He wherever well, way he, he, he does, on, he does he hop on. It. He, he does hop on, but he does he doesn't add he adds his flavor on. onto it. He has his flavor. He adds his flavor onto it. This is just a lazy ass dude just hopping. Say, oh, Blueface is popping. Let's just make a song with Blueface. I don't care what it sounds like. Like I don't respect that. You know what though? But we but we all know French Montana is nothing but the. The artist rapper version of DJ Khaled, like to me personally, yes, that's yes. how I view French Montana. So like DJ Khaled doesn't have a sound. When he puts out a song, it's he's going with whatever is popping in that day or that or that time frame, you know. So yeah. hey man, people do it, and well, we've DJ, given DJ Khaled a pass somehow. Well, DJ Khaled's fat. Yeah, and so is uh, so, so French Montana used to be fat. He's too. lazy. Yeah, no, man. I'm just joking. It doesn't he, matter. Listen, man, I don't like this song, so let's just move on. Yes. I, to another I, song I don't I like. I hate this song and, and everything, uh, how it was created. Jeez. When you can say you hate how a song was created, that's bad. That's next level. Hate. That is bad. All right, man, let's move on. Lil Uzi Vert dropped a song called, what is it? Is it Sanguine? Sanguine Paradise? Where he sampled Swag Surf? Swag Surfing by Fly. Oh, I'll give him. I'll give him a, a, a props on that regard for flipping swa- swag, sir. We know essentially it's an old song now. Essentially, it's an old school song. How crazy is that? Are we? Yeah, at, are we? Yo, are we old? Yeah, no, old. seriously. Like, are we? Are we this old that like swag, sir, which was popping when we were in college? Yeah. What ten years ago? Yes. Is now being flipped. It's being and flipped. I guarantee you, there's kids. Who have no idea what swag surfing is? Of course, and they're gonna be introduced to it like through, swag through Lil Uzi Vert, and then uh, Daddy, why are you grabbing everybody else and doing some surfing motion? And, and you know what the dad's gonna say? Right. Hey, that's how I met your mama. That's how I met your mama. I was grabbing her ass when we was doing swag surfing, Limit. and Limit. Then, and I proposed to her two weeks two weeks after. Let me tell you something. You know, you know what? Kwa's here, right? <laughs> Our boy Kwa, right? You know what I always find intriguing? When, like, like my dad, for instance, will say, oh, you know, back in the day, man, like, Julius Irvin was the man. I'm like, dude, who cares about Julius Irvin? This is about Michael Jordan. You know, it's about LeBron James. Who cares about Julius Irvin? We are getting to the stage that one day we're going to say, dude, when I was alive, Drake was the man. 
oh my God, Drake can do no wrong. And your kid's gonna look at you like, who the hell is Drake? Drake? Y'all like Drake? 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 Drake was the man? We're listening to Northy West or whatever the hell. You mean the man? The man wanna hide the kid from the world, but the world wanna hide from the kid? You mean that guy? Drake? We're listening to we're listening to Instagram boy. I don't know. They're somebody that's some random person, but that's crazy. But I get, the, I get the point. I get the it's point. It's going to be like, oh, man, Gucci man. Oh, oh, man, one dance. You know we didn't talk about this song I yet. One like, what, do you like the song? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's all right. Hey, it's on the not so advised for a reason, at least for me. I thought it was weird. I thought it was, one weird. thing I would give it is it was like, uh, it was energetic. Mm-hmm. It was the complete opposite of the other song, That's a Rap, mm-hmm. where That's a Rap almost made me fall asleep, but I liked it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song, Energetic, but I just thought it, it was pointless. That's, and, that's funny you said that. That's funny you say that. I want to once again reference, since it's Lulu's Vert, mm-hmm. I want to reference what I said on my side again. It was very similar to what you said. I said, Sanguine Paradise is an absolute banger that is powered by this bass booming instrumental that borrows a few elements from Fly's classic swag surfing track. Fittingly, Uzi surfs over the instrumental bragging about his winning ways, utilizing his traditional unorthodox style of rapping slash singing. So, uh, you know, once again, he's using that formula that you talked about, but then, you know, he's... This time is a little more unorthodox with it, so I, I can give him points for that. Yeah, just I, so, I don't know. Maybe to to be honest, maybe the song will grow on he's me. He's unorthodox. Maybe the song will grow on me. I will I will okay. give it a chance. I gave it four out of five. I will. I, I think I'll give it another chance. But our first, second, third listen, I heard it about three times. I wasn't really feeling it like that. Okay. Um. Nevertheless, you're feeling a little dicky. Hey, pause. Pause, man. Jeez. You like a little dicky. Guys, what's wrong with you, man? You're into Lil Dicky. Illich Vice Thoughts. Illich Thoughts. Thoughty. Wait, is it thought or thoughts? Thoughts. Thoughts. So I'm talking about thoughts. Like T-H-O-U-H-T-S. No, like the, the ones that, you know, walk down the thoughts. street, like street walkers. We're talking about thoughts? Illivised thoughts, so we're gonna have to go a different direction here. The Illivised thoughts. We're gonna have to walkers. change the game plan. <laughs> we're talking about thoughts. No, okay. I'm about to go on my, my ill-advised thoughts. This is going to be quick. Please. So. <sighs> God. It's frustrating. Oh it's frustrating. Um, you know, I, I mentioned it a couple times. I'm going to mention it again. My, my guy, Qua, is here. Uh, and both me and Qua are dog owners. Right? Qua has a beautiful white dog called Marshmallow. And a pit bull dog that's not actually a pit bull called Kobe that punks my dog from time to time. Um, But one thing about a dog is that it's really frustrating at times having the dog because the dog a lot of times doesn't listen. Sometimes the dog is just going to piss you off just to piss you off for attention. And there's no rhyme or reason or method or approach that they take when they're going to piss you off or do something stupid or do something that you're like, why the hell did you do that? 
So as a new dog owner, I just started owning my dog less than a year ago. Kwa's been owning a dog for several years. Um, OG dog What owner. I'm learning right now as a dog owner is sometimes you just got to let the dog be the dog. That doesn't mean you cannot discipline them. That's not what I'm saying. But trying to get into the psyche or the mentality of a dog is just a waste of time. You just got to discipline them. Let them know that when they're wrong, they're wrong. And you're going to have minor slip ups from here and there. It is what it is, especially a puppy, especially a young dog. The human equivalent of a dog is running around the hip hop game right now. He's stealing other people's food or attempting to steal other people's food. He's poo-pooing where he should not be poo-pooing. And he's doing things that I try to get into the mental, the mentality, the idea. Where are you coming from? Why are you doing this? And his name is Kodak Black. So before I go into what he's been doing as of late, let's go back to the history of Kodak Black. Kodak Black you know, he came out with a song that was really popular when he was young. Um, so much so, it was copied by Cardi B called Bodak Yellow. Hell of a rapper. I think he's... We, we, we mentioned it earlier, right? Like, mm -hmm. he is one of the better rappers. Once he gets on the mic, I think he's super duper talented. Can spit bars, punchlines are serious... Uh, you know, just has that aura, the knack when he's a rapper. In his personal life, he has done and has has just done stupid things. I'm gonna say stupid. You know, some people are doing crimes, and I'm like, okay, that's not that stupid. You know, uh, DB Cooper, right? He he hijacked the plane. He said. He held the plane by ransom. You guys know the story of D.B. Cooper, right? He hijacked the plane. Recently, right? He held it ransom. No, this, is, this is in the 70s. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He hijacked the plane. He held it ransom. And he said, give me a million dollars. Blah, 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 blah. He jumped out the plane with a parachute or whatever. Never to be found again. That's a crime, but that's not a stupid crime, necessarily. He's trying to get money. And the quickest way to get money sometimes is just to steal it, right? Kodak Black... I'm going to read you some of Kodak Black's legal issues in the last couple of years. 2015, charged with robbery, battery, false imprisonment of a child, and possession of cannabis. I remember that. He was later released. That was on IG Live. Yes. <laughs> no, no. This is a different one. No, no, He was on IG Live. This is a different one. This is, this is a different one. The false imprisonment? Yeah, this is a different one. All right. Well, keep, keep the charges coming. Sir. I, I, it's, it's plenty. 2016, <laughs> was arrested... In Hallandale Beach, Florida, in charge of possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, possession of marijuana, and fleeing from officers. The following month, he was arrested in Broward County, Florida, in charge of armed robbery and false imprisonment. 2016, he was, he, at this time, he was house arrest for one year, five years of probation, and that's when he got arrested for alleged felony criminal sexual conduct. 
alleging two counts of misdemeanor wait, wait, marijuana wait, 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 possession. Sorry, sorry. Ambulance, you I hear that? That's him. People coming from right now. Sorry, He's probably doing something stupid sorry, as we speak. Ahead, ahead. 2016 pleaded no contest to two misdemeanor drug charges and was sentenced to four months in jail. 2017 was arrested again for violation of probation. He was held without bond and his music tour was postponed. 2017 was indicted by a grand jury where he had to do anger management for first degree criminal sexual conduct. 2017, he was sentenced for violating his house arrest. 2018, pleaded not guilty for firearm by a convicted felon in possession of marijuana. And as of recently, just a couple days ago, was arrested at the border of U.S. and Canada for possession. I believe, is it possession of a gun, right? Yeah. Possession of a gun and marijuana. Yep. In all those legal issues that I just pointed out, some of them are four or five times he did it. How many times did he get arrested for possession of marijuana? Four or five times. And then some of the things that I pointed out were very troubling. Like you're talking about sexual misconduct. So, as of recently, um, you guys know his story. He talked about Laura London being a widow, mm-hmm. right? And he's saying he wants to pursue Laura London. Well, I don't think that type of behavior should be tolerated when you have been... Actually, a, a case is going against you right now for sexual misconduct. And you're talking about a widow on IG. And then now, when you go to the U.S. and Canada border, when they have video of you, you're trying to hide yourself with money. It's a troubling, troubling issue, in my opinion, that he has. And it goes to what you were saying earlier. Is a screw missing in this guy's head? I think the answer to that is yes. Is a screw missing in this guy's head? So... Arrest after arrest, legal issue after legal issue. At a certain point, I was like, at one point, I was like, is he dumb? Is he misinformed? Is he hanging around the wrong people? No, what Kodak Black is, is a dog. (laughs) We got to treat him like a dog. How do we treat him like a dog, right? Ignore him from time to time. Don't take a dog seriously all the time. My dog, hey, my dog, his name is Leo. He always wants my food. He looks at me every single second. I may have a steak on my plate. He's looking at my steak, giving me the dog eyes. Pay it no mind. You don't need that steak. There's too much spices in there. There's things that you just don't need that steak. We have to, we have to learn to ignore people like Kodak Black. We have to learn to discipline them at the same time. Tell them, hey. Don't do what you said you're gonna don't 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 do that. Don't call Laura London a widow. Sort of like Tank. I don't I don't know if you saw, but Tank, mm-hmm. he did a little like video where he was politely telling Kodak Black, like, hey man, like, don't do that. Like, that's not the good thing to do. It's not a good look. Politely. I don't want no smoke. It's just not a good look. Discipline him. And 
right now, T.I. and Game are kind of like going in a back and forth with him. And my advice to you or anybody that gets offended by Kodak Black's actions, he's a dog and treat him like a dog. Become a dog owner when it comes to what you see, what he does. Ignore him and understand that dogs are just going to do what dogs do. It's not right, but it is what it is. Mm. Uh, well said, well said, well said. Uh, I think that's that's a great analogy, man. He's a, he's a fucking dog, man. Stray dog at that. He's a st- he's actually a stray dog. Yes, a stray black dog. <laughs> Wait, why does he have to be black? He's an African American dog. <laughs> Wait, he can't be a white dog. He's not no damn white. He's not white. All right, man. No, I'm talking. You're talking about, talking about in the literal dog. sense. Uh, yeah, in a literal sense, yeah. All right, all right, I got you, I got you. All right, man. You know, hey, that needs to be said. That needs to be said. Um, thank you for that, man. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. That was uh, all off the top of the head, too. By that was a good one. Very structured, man. Uh, so for me, you know, I have I don't have much to rant about this episode. So. Uh, no need to call me. And you know what you're Kevin right. Durant. We complain. No, no we complain a lot. No need to no no need to no need to, to, to rant. Kevin Durant. Kevin yeah. Durant. Durant. On this episode. Um That's his name, people. Thank you, thank His you. name is Kevin Durant. Thank you, thank you. Uh, All that damn rant. You know. <laughs> hey, watch him out. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> now, so what I'm gonna talk about, hey, you know what? I, I'm gonna celebrate something, you know. I want, to, I want to celebrate the the good brother, Nasir Jones, a.k.a. Nas, a.k.a. Mr. Uh, investment Guy. He, he, he's a mogul now, you know. Uh, I think, I think uh, people need to start uh, giving, giving gen- in general, the, the, the message that I'm giving here is people need to start giving people their flowers while, they, while, they need, while they're still here. We need to celebrate each other a little bit more than, than I think that we, we do. Just yesterday, Nas celebrated the 25th anniversary of Illmatic. You know, I know a lot of people our age group, you know, may not necessarily feel the impact of what that actually means or, or really understand, you know, maybe Nas's impact on the history of hip hop and, and just rap as a, as a whole, right. In terms of lyricism and just, you know, uh, kind of involving that, that thoughtfulness that, that goes behind the music and just really having something to say. I think, I think that is probably the most troubling aspect that we as a society has been lacking with it as of the last few years by and large at least from the more popular artists and i'm not talking about the biggest artists because those guys are still very thoughtful in what they say but generally speaking there has been an absence of substance within music and so while that is absent a lot of times within the newer generation of music there are other aspects that they do well you know very creative you know, learning to uh, kind of blend their their own persona and visuals into the music. It just you know, these are things that young people do well, right? Now, while I don't want to sound old, I do, like I said, want to celebrate Nas and just really put in perspective that 
whether or not people know this or not, Nas was like 17 years old when he started writing Illmatic. Now, I don't know if you know the, the, the history of Illmatic. It's not a big deal if you, do, if you don't. Dropped in, I believe, 94. Uh, or it might have been 97. I can't 94. remember. It was in 94? Yeah. Yeah, so dropped in 94. You know, full of content. You know, there's a cr- critically acclaimed songs... Not only just because of how classic, you know, of a of a of a song and of a, of an album, I should say it was. You had songs like "I Rule the World." I'm sorry, "The World Is Yours." Um, a whole bunch of other songs that still to this day have give you that classic feel that we still kind of talk about in the in the in the realms of like Biggie. You brought up earlier "Ready to Die" and uh, uh, what's the other one? "Ready to Die." Um, Life after death. Life after death. Like, there's a lot of the, I think what you what you reasonable said, doubt. yeah, reasonable. That was another. I can't remember the exact word you used when you were talking about Biggie and, and just that album. Creative. There was yeah. There's a level push, of push boundaries. Right, right, right. So there, and, and that's kind of where I'm going with Illmatic, right? Where I believe the reason why that album is so classic and, and so held in a, a high standard is because of how thoughtful and, and creative at the time it was, and just over time has proved to to stand the test of time. Now, while there is a huge lack of creativity in the music from terms of what people are saying these days, there was a time where that was the, the, the heart of your music when it comes to rap, was what, what you were saying. Is what you were saying something that was worth standing on, something worth building on, something worth being, being proud of, you know? That has gone out the window in 2019. Through whose fault? I don't know. You can hold everybody accountable. We we probably have something to do with that. We talked about Fly Song Swag Surfing. That song came out 10 years ago. That was probably the, the, the start of it. Uh, not the start of like people making music today in terms of what they put out, but I'm saying the the lack of emphasis on like lyrics mm-hmm. and just you kind of appreciating the beat more than you did what people are saying like it became you caring less about the lyricism than it became more about you caring about the vibe mm-hmm. you I'm sure you hear this word thrown around a lot in in music oh I just I don't really care what he's saying but it, I'm I'm just I I like vibing to it all people care about is vibe now in 2019 can you can you uh, can can it get you in the mood where it makes you feel good? Like that's really only people. That's really all people care about. Now, while that is where we are today, there was once a time where lyricism was held in high regard. Nas's 25th anniversary of his first album is is a, is a, probably one of the biggest examples of that. Uh, and like I said, we need to appreciate. I think the history of uh of the genre. And you know, like I said, man, it's a celebration. 25 years, man. How many of y'all can say you did something 25 years ago that still gets credit? Now, we're in our 30s right now, so we're a little young for that. At five years old. But I like created something that But dude, there's created a company. Dude, there's a 40-year-old, there's a there's a 50-year-old walking around right now that didn't do anything impactful 25 years ago. Very true. I, I mean, like, I guess something matters to everyone. I'm sure they have a family member that they did something for that was a big deal. But the point is. Have you created something that will stand the test of time 25 years 
from now or 10 years from now and 15 years will it mean something like so anyway the point of all of this is man you know i want to celebrate Nas, man like and and i'm really curious because when i hear music in 2019 or just music over the last couple of years i i really do think to myself man in two years am i gonna care let alone in 25 years about any of the shit that's coming out today like, we we can go through the list. Like, a lot of music is very forgettable. A lot of the stuff that... It's like microwave music. Like, we hear it today. By tomorrow, it doesn't sound as good. In one week, we're like, yeah, what the hell was I thinking? That was trash. 25 years later, people are saying, yo, this is, like, worth holding up in high regard. Like, so, anyway... There was a point, like I said, where people were making uh, uh, classic albums. And people still do it. It still happens these days, but I think it's a little few and far between. And classics shouldn't be thrown around like it's, you know, something that happens every day. But I do wonder to myself, you know, damn. Who's making music that's going to be remembered in 25 years? It's kind of hard to say because you have to wait 25 years to really feel the impact. But another 25 years, I'll be dead. Amen. Um, God willing, you uh, uh, will still be doing the podcast. No, hell no. But it'll be way bigger. It'll be, it'll be on a global... Yeah. We'll be doing the podcast from like that's assuming space. The, that's assuming Armageddon didn't get us. <laughs> we'll, be doing po- we'll be doing it from Mars, man. We'll be doing it from... How sick would that be? New North Korea. They're going to create another state. But I'm, anyway, not, I'm not going to North Korea so listen, under any circumstances. <laughs> so with the Nas thing that you're saying, you know what I think is so nice about that Nas thing? It's so organic. Like, you know, people feel music. People like music that they can feel. And Illmatic was just the vibe of the hood at that time. You know what I'm saying? It was a storybook. It was a story of what it sounded like from his hood. So I don't think they can ever make an album like that. So you say timeless, right? Or you say last long lasting time or whatever you say mm-hmm. i don't say that i say it's an album that you people can't make anymore you can't make illmatic anymore you know why because the hood is seen on instagram now the hood is told by so many different voices now but back in the day it meant something that nas was 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 talking about the hood at that time, and nobody, you know, would, would 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 be able to tell the story like he was able to tell the story. Just like Biggie, nobody was able to tell Biggie's story like Biggie was able to tell it. You know, nobody was able to tell Tupac's story like Tupac was able to tell it. But now there's a hundred Pox, there's a hundred Nas's, there's a hundred Biggie's. Nas has created a platform to where people want to be like him. People literally strive to be Nas. So we hear that story that Nas was saying over and over again nowadays. So I think it's just the nostalgic of it, the 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 exclusivity of it at the time makes it special. So I don't think it's necessarily that it's timeless music. I just think that it was an exclusive album that people can't make nowadays. It's 
it's over with. You can't make that type of album. So, you know, I'm hey, going to disagree a little bit on there. I, I mean, that's fine. I'm, I mean... But add to your point. Like, I'm going to disagree, I, but add to your point, though. Yeah, I mean, timeless, whatever whatever adjective you want to use mm-hmm. to describe it, it's, it's, it's timeless, it's classic. Now, you can argue why it's timeless and classic. That's fine. That's true. I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, I think Good Kid, Mad City will end up being one of those... Mm-hmm timeless classic albums it's not because instagram wasn't alive it's the way in which the artist is telling the story is so profound and it's so riveting Mm -hmm. that there's no amount of film footage there's no amount of video uh or batteries in your in your camera that can capture Mm -hmm. the way in which a story is told and i think i think that's the biggest thing and that's why stories are so important right because stories can be told in, in, in like every aspect of life. Yep, yep. It doesn't matter if it's a movie. It doesn't matter if it's a play. It can be, uh, it can be an album. It can be, it can be anything, man. Yep. I think that's that is what is the 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 I think the heart of why I think Illmatic is such, held you know held in such high regard. But anyway, that's right. what I got, man. All right. All right. Hey, cheers to Nas, man. I'm gonna take a shot for him, man. I've already taken seven, but I'll take a shot. More. Um. Yeah, man, that's uh, I think, hey, I think that's the end of the show, man. Well done, young sir. I think that's the end of the show. Well hey, done. You got anything else to, to say? Um, what else do I got to say? Um, be safe. Uh, four twenty is dangerous. Don't get Ooh, behind the wheel. Four twenty, dude. Like Don't we said earlier. Now you guys know what four twenty means. Listen, I'm gonna say something. I'm not a smoker. I'm not a big smoker. I've tried weed, obviously. Um, hey, 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 shh, shh. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. No, don't, don't you dare whisper Sorry, yes, I, I, I tried it lately. Hey, man, shut down, man. Anyway, I tried it. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm one of those people that when I try it, it I, I'm not the same guy. I get paranoid, and I just cannot, like, function right. Like, I can't see myself driving a car after taking a weed cookie or weed brownie or weed cinnamon toast crunch I, I cannot so not at all not behind the wheel yeah like I don't know I've it's, done it before it's it's tragic dude you probably saw nine wheels it's tragic <laughs> that shit sucks <laughs> let me tell you my, my first, you know what let's let's go ahead and, uh, but first experience since it's 420 it's a special day my first experience was a nightmare right. it was in New York you guys were all here that was, that was, was number my one? birthday that was the first time I did any type of weed substance. It was a wow. weed brownie. So the story is, uh, I was in the club, and it was my birthday. Right. And there was a girl that was selling brownies. Kwa was there. Kwa was there. We all were there, actually. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a girl that was selling brownies. And I was like, oh, man, brownies? I'm not in the mood for a brownie. She just kept saying, yeah, I had brownies. I, I, I guess I was just dumb, young and dumb at the time, but I literally thought she was selling brownies, like, Real brownies, no wheat brownies, just brownies. So I'm like, ah, I don't feel like eating it. So I, she gave it to me for free since it was my birthday, put it on the table. Then like 15, 20 minutes later, I went to the bathroom. 15, 20 minutes later, I went to the bathroom. And when I was, when I came back from the bathroom, she saw my face and she was like, yo, what the heck? Like, you're not tripping? I was like, why would I be tripping after I ate a brownie? Like, what? Sugar high or something? What, what the hell? 
Very That's weird. when I found out it was a weed brownie. So I took what I thought was a little bit of a weed brownie. I took like a munch of it and I was tripping. Amen. For among the things I did was call 911. Um, hey, we had to we had to save you, man. When we went from to yourself. The, let me tell you when you Let's know and say that. you know the thing that's so crazy about it <laughs> about weed brownies you, you eat it and you're like, "Man, I'm good. Like nothing's wrong with me." Then when that 20 minutes hit, you're like, "Yo, what the heck? The taxi was flying." Literally, the taxi was flying. I felt like things were repeating itself over and over again. And I felt like I was flying. I felt like my feet were flying in the air. And it was a traumatizing experience. And uh, be careful, guys. Yeah. That was a tragic night, man. I, uh, <laughs> I threw we up. We thought it was late. I, I, I threw you up. You threw up on my black I was, I was, I I was out of it. I was out of it. Like, that shit fucked me up. I... I was on the ground. And you know what? And this is really, <laughs> like, and, and like I just couldn't move. <laughs> I questioned I questioned Kwa as a friend at that that day. I questioned her as a friend because when I was tripping out and calling the cops, Kwa was sleeping. No, he wasn't even asleep. He, he was awake. Up. He, no, was in, he, he was sleeping. He was on the bed like this. No, he was on the bed sleeping. like this, wide awake. He was sleeping. No, he was And not. he said, Oh, he's about to call 911. Okay. We were awake. I saw him like he this. He was sleeping. No, he wasn't. I wasn't asleep. He was okay. awake. Right. He just didn't move. He just didn't move. I swear his eyes were open. Yeah, I was like this. He just was, he just couldn't move. Okay. I remember that, man. Kwa yeah, that was, didn't, he didn't help me that day. That was a wild night, man. And I was... Man. That was a wild night. You know what? I actually don't remember my first experience with... I really don't. With, with weed. Mm-hmm. It had to have been sometime in college. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember the first. Okay. You I don't remember do not. Kwa, um, do you remember the first? Yeah, that was actually my first time. Oh, that was your first time? Oh, no, no, sorry. No, no, it's not. I was actually with my cousin. Um, they were in the back of his house, and then uh, I went back there and, you know, just drinking and hang out with them, and then they whipped it out, and they were just offered me, like, Wait, whip, whipped what out? The little dicky? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whipped the little dicky out? Yeah. Uh, it's a little pipe, and then, yeah. you know, they, you know, yeah, yeah, they had yeah, good stuff, yeah, and yeah, right. just put it in there, and then, yeah, I tried it, Oh, it's actually not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not as it's not as scary it's, as people. It's a lot different than eating it. I think eating it is like worse. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I remember in New that. York, I I knew everything was happening, but I was just like, eh. I was just like, I I didn't care. You didn't care. Yeah, a level of not caring, which is scary. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? And you know, I actually threw up. Oh, you did too. That night, yeah. Like, um, I ran. Uh, so I walked into the bathroom, and you know, all of a sudden, it just came out like. Oh yeah, out of nowhere. Sort of like his, like like okay. what you did. But then, dude, I was in the toilet. That's crazy. He looked fine. Like who? Ooch, him? Ooch looked fine. Yeah. Please, he I looked was fine. Done. And next you know, he just threw up on my black jeans. <laughs> my favorite black jeans of hey, all R- time. R.I.P. to those jeans. My man. favorite black jeans but, um, of all time. But yeah, so I don't remember my first experience. But I definitely, man, I, I man, what? I was used to get it in in college, man. Yeah, you and Hush Money. We used to get it, in. Hush, dude. Hush Money, please. Mess with my last name, you dead, dude, man. We used shout to, out my guy, honey. dude. We used to we used to pull up in my car at the time, open up all the windows at night, cause I didn't want to do it in the house. This is before I was like, all right, I'm not sure. This is when weed had a negative connotation. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm not sure how this goes, so I'm gonna just do it in my car. I will pull up in the back of the building, open up all the windows, the sunroof. Yeah, me and him, just blaze, blaze, man. That shit, and then listen to music in my car. 
man. That shit that was dope. so fire, man. That is dope. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, there's maybe, positive and negative experiences, right? Maybe for 520, I'll tell you my first experience with spaghetti. Dude, five, 520 is LSD's anniversary. That's true. Isn't that? That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, let me, let's get up out of here, man. Let's get up out of here. Uh, as always, if you're giving advice, Make show it's ill. Make sure it's high, not ill, man. You, hey, man, negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Hey, man, hey, let me whisper, let me whisper.